tuned in to the cold hard truth. Cayman's number one hard-hitting live podcast show, where we feature some straightforward conversations on political, social, and celebrity news, and all things happening in the Cayman Islands and around the world. This show was created to give the people a voice and a means of being involved and informed without any filters. Sometimes it gets crazy, but we always keep it real. We bring you the tea. Piping hot, so grab your favorite beverage and join the conversation via WhatsApp at 324-1612. Email tips at caymanmorrowroad.com. Now, here's your host, Sandy Hill, broadcasting live from the beautiful Cayman Islands. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. How are you guys doing? Happy Tuesday. I feel already like it's Thursday, but in my head, I know that it's only Tuesday. We have got a full morning um, of activities for you today. Lots and lots of content to cover. We have three candidates coming onto the program. So in case you missed it, make sure you keep your eye out um, for our schedule this morning. Things are getting pretty busy around here, folks. Um, you know, it's just the nature of what it is right now. It is the height of campaign season. As you guys well know, yesterday was nomination day. So that's the day when everybody puts up their money where their mouth is and um, they get it done. Not too many surprises, uh, to be honest. Um, most of it we certainly expected 
And, um, you know, there's one or two little last minute shifts, but pretty much where we said people were going to be is exactly where they are. And quite interestingly enough, you know, there were no shifts in uh, West Bay. There's a lot of teasing going on politically, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. Uh, what does that mean? You know, what are what are people doing? But uh, politics, that's all I can tell you. Or as Alwick's song says, politics, which is a more appropriate term for exactly what is happening. So we'll discuss some of those things before our um, first candidate, which is going to be Mr. Mario uh, Ebanks, comes onto the program. And then after him, we have um, Ozzy from Bodentown East. And then we've got Kenneth Bryan in the last 30-minute slot from Georgetown Central. So now, folks, uh, let me just give you guys a heads up in terms of how this is working. Um, right. So um, essentially, oh, my gosh, I don't even know where, where to begin. So we had a fantastic day yesterday. So first, let me start there by saying that we had a really, really nice day. And um, seven hours and 15 minutes worth of talking on this program and in front of this mic, I am actually uh, shocked that I still have a voice, uh, a literal voice, I mean, because, you know, there's only so much that a voice can do. But hey, folks, this one is hanging in there. Um, and I want to thank you guys because so many of you were there for the entire program all day long. I am absolutely shocked by that, to be quite frank and honest. Uh, but it certainly shows that you're interested in what's happening in this country. You're interested in the political arena. And I think a lot of you, more importantly, are interested in affecting some real change or seeing some real change affected by way of who is selected for public office. So we will continue to do our best uh, to bring you all of the news in relation to your candidates and, um, you know, what they're up to, what their positions are. Everyone has an open invitation on this program. So, of course, let me just briefly address this. I know we've gone over this before, but it wor it's worth mentioning again because some people don't quite understand the format here. So everyone is welcome to come on to the program. At this particular stage, however, like every other media house in the Cayman Islands, your appearance is a paid appearance, folks. That's just how it works. Um, so as I've said before, you uh, pay to play. And that's a very simple model that is used all over the world when it comes to political candidates. Now, you know, I am happy to... Um, I'm happy to speak with you one-on-one. -on -one. If you have any questions about, you know, what we offer and what's available to you, most candidates who are serious contenders, uh, and when I say serious contenders, I mean, they've already been out there doing a number of different things. Um, and we knew that they were running for political office. We have taken the initiative to reach out to them and follow it up with, you know, all of our options, how they can reach the people. Now, there are some people who are of the opinion that they don't need us. And certainly, you know, um, candidates will make those types of decisions. It's really up to them. And they can do they can do that. I, I'm more power to you if you've got, you know, um, the connections to just proceed. 
Um, but you do what you have to do. And I think at this point, anyone who misses the memo that, you know, you are running a campaign and it is your responsibility, if you care to try to be a serious contender and to win, to try to reach as many people as possible. So I see some people who are like, a handful of people know them and they've jumped up and they want to run for political office. They've not put themselves out there previously. Uh, they have not, you know, attempted to show people that they have a voice in this community and what they're all about. Some people have only recently started doing that, maybe since last year, earlier in the year. The later you have waited to do that, um, I think the more to your detriment that that will be. Because Caymanians are who we are. And Caymanians want to have a sense that they, they know you. Um, they know something about you. Even on a personal and professional level, well, who's this person? Who are they family to? Who are they related to? We are a small community, folks. And that comes with the territory of running for politics in this country. And even when people know you, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to get elected. Um, because you may not have the pulse of the people or you may not be all that likable even. And uh, those are very, very different questions. But we provide a format here that obviously if you want to get your message out there, we have access to thousands of people every single morning. It might be thousands of people logged in in real time, but as you can see from the numbers, which everyone is able to view for themselves, just on Facebook alone, when you go to um, our Facebook page and um, Right. So as you can see, if you go to our Facebook page, you're able to um, get a pulse of how many people actually view each video every single day. So we have access to additional information that you may not see in terms of our numbers. Oftentimes I do share it with you guys because I kind of believe in full disclosure. But, um, you know, everyone can actually go under videos on the CMR page. And you can see, for example, Kenneth's video his launch video, which I'm going to play again this morning because I really love that video, which uh, we aired exclusively yesterday during the, the um, nomination segment. We posted as a separate video by itself on Facebook, and that video already has 5.8 thousand views in 18 hours. Um, nomination day coverage, which was the whole show yesterday, that now has 5.4 thousand views. And the beauty of social media, of Facebook, and the whole nine yards is that people can go back afterwards and view the videos. So yes, um, they don't have to view it in real time. A lot of people, you know, are busy in the mornings. Some people are um, shy or they don't want people to know that they're viewing it, which is kind of interesting. I tell those people, go over to YouTube. Like right now we have nine people on YouTube, 146 on Facebook watching live. Plus, we have people on the website. But you've got, oh, my God, the Aguti. Hold on, hold on. Oh, he's so beautiful. Oh, he just stopped. Ah, oh, he was so close this morning. I wanted to get, I mean, he literally just stopped right by the window. Oh, I was hoping to grab him. I think I got to just set up a webcam that's um, out my window. So anytime he walks by in the morning, 
he's out a little bit early this morning. Sometimes I tell you he makes two trips. So yesterday he made two trips. But anyway, um, yes. Uh, so... Apologies. All right. So, um, so yeah, I mean, candidates have lots of options, folks. Uh, there are other media houses in Cayman. I know that, um, the progressive has exclusively um, chosen, I guess, the compass as their immediate house of choice. Uh, CDP, which is in West Base, that's McKeeva, Rolston, and Captain Eugene. Based on what I've heard, they seem to be using Radio Cayman to reach their audience. And, you know, everybody has a choice for sure. And it is what it is. So bottom line is, if you're a politician, you're running for political office, by all means, feel free to contact us. We will send you information. Uh, it's one of those things now that this is kind of the 11th hour and a lot of options are quickly filling up. So we have a lot of people who are saying, you know, I want this slot. And I want that slot. Well, your choices are a little bit limited because you have waited so long. And there are individuals who have planned way in advance. Alric Lindsay, folks, is one of those people. Alric is a planner. So he has known for quite some time um, precisely, you know, what it is that he wanted to do. We have other persons um, that, again, have planned well in advance as well, including, um, oh, just had a brain, brain fart, uh, including Kenneth Bryan. Kenneth has planned fairly well um, in advance also. And so, you know, it, it is what it is. Um, so that's the best advice that I can give candidates is simply to get on it as quickly as you can. So listen, a couple of things here that, um, that I do want to go over this morning, which includes a little bit of news that is confusing. Um, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to give it to you because I don't, I don't know how else to possibly explain this, but yesterday we started getting some news that a Caymanian who has been lost at sea for quite some time may have been found dead in Jamaica. And so it's a, it's a bizarre story from the onset. I mean, let's just be honest, right? It is a very unusual story. And so we started looking it up in terms of trying to figure out if this story is true. So I'm, I'm going to show you guys what we were sent. And then we can kind of go through. Um, All right, so um, 
So we received some details. Let me just uh, let me just see if I can find that story. We received all these articles yesterday about um, a man who was found in Jamaica um, in a burnt car. And it says missing man found in a burnt car. So let me let me just kind of you know this is one of those stories that. I didn't even know what to do with it, to be quite frank. Um, but do excuse my manners. I've not even said good morning to our usual suspects. Good morning, Marshall. Good morning, Olivia. A pleasant good morning to you, Ervalyn. Miss Melita is here with us. Thank you so much, Melita. And Barbara's got her tea ready. Larry joining us from New York. Good morning, Larry. Uh, 21 degrees in New York this morning. Chilly. In Texas, the poor people in Texas are still, I think they're getting power back, but almost half a million people, some 400,000 people still do not have drinkable water, like water that they can use. Isn't that crazy? Um, Barbara says that she is having some peppermint tea. Good morning, Brandon. Um, Larry saying good morning to his sister-in-law. Uh, big shout out as well to Miss Morna, yes. Miss Morna has her mug. I made some mug deliveries yesterday. So I saw Miss Morna. I saw Miss um, Sue. I was trying to find Sanya. Sanya, I was messaging you apparently in an old phone number because that person was like, oh, this isn't her number. But I think they get a lot of messages for you because they said, oh, this used to be her number. So it seems like they get a lot of people messaging them. Miss Jan got her mug as well. So good morning. Uh, Morna says, I have my fresh cup of coffee with hazelnut coffee, mate. Mess with you. Uh, yes, the way to start my day with the cold, hard truth coffee in her CMR mug, by the way. Um, good morning, morning to Miss Janet. Speaking of Janet, I know this is the wrong Janet, but Janet um, Watler, I need to get you. I have to write these things down now, folks, because I forget. I need to get Miss Janet Wattler a mug because remember Miss Janet had won a mug um, some time ago. And then the folks that won yesterday, if you guys can reach out to me and WhatsApp. So I did write those down um, from our trivia questions yesterday. So I had Monique Watson and John Flemings both um, won mugs yesterday. So please message me on the WhatsApp number 324-1612. Um, so yes, Mia, she's all linked up with her new mug. So good morning to, uh, Marshall says, by the way, I'm in Georgia this morning. I'll be here this week. Oh, nice. That's the great thing about the U S you jump in your car, you drive for an hour or two or four, and you can be somewhere totally different. Uh, Irvlin says, thanks for bringing us the election coverage live and direct. Thanks, CMR. I love Kenneth's video. It has a buzz. Yes, it does. Um, Morna says, yep, using her CMR mug. Doreen, good morning. Thank you for tuning in. Good morning to Mr. Walton. Hi, James. How are you? Um, Andy is here. Thanks, Andy. We appreciate it. Um, Sanya, make sure you message me. Says, morning all. Um, thanks for bringing us the great coverage yesterday. Savannah, let's bring home Miss Heather. She's well-deserving and ready to serve. I'm going to talk about Miss um, Heather in a little bit because I think that what I wanted to say in relation to the election before I move on to this thing with this man that has been found, right? 
So anyone is welcome to purchase an advertising package, come on the show, talk about their positions. I try my best to be very fair and balanced when I have guests on and I'm interviewing them. I ask the same questions. Um, sometimes I ask the exact same question, like I don't even want to change it up just a little bit. Uh, there are questions that might be specific to um, a candidate that when we have to kind of jump into. But outside of that, I am a voter in this community. And obviously, I have a position on, you know, a lot of different things. Um, so, you know, at the end of the day, folks, it is what it is. I will be sharing my position. So there's some people that I do not think they're even serious contenders in this race. And so if they come in the program and we interview them and we ask them questions and we put your questions to them, that's certainly separate and apart from what my opinion is. And you know what? I said to a candidate the other day, they were asking me for some feedback on something they had done. And I said to them, mm, I cannot lie. I like you as a person and I like you as a candidate, but this specific thing, you didn't really do all that well. I mean, if I had to critique you from a marketing perspective, from a perspective of a voter and so on, I would not have given you an A or a B you would have been at the C level and here's why. So a lot of you may or may not know that I have um, a marketing background. Some of you, you kind of see that it's obvious. Um, you know, I have a, not only just a marketing background, but I actually have a degree, a diploma as they call it, in social media marketing, shocker. So there's a lot of people who are running around here talking about their social media experts and you can be an expert, don't get me wrong, you can be an expert without a piece of paper if you have done it long enough and you really understand a lot about, you know, algorithms and marketing in general and social media platforms and just experience can make you an expert. We know that because we've seen in life a lot of people with degrees and they ain't got no expertise in it. They just got the piece of paper. Well, um, I don't necessarily say that I'm an expert because there are people who know way more than me. But, you know, I've taken the time to do the social media um diploma. And beyond that, on a regular basis, I take the time to fine tune my skill set. So all the time, folks, I am in constant learning mode. I watch a lot of content. I do online courses. I might not even get a certificate for it, but I'm like, you know what, this is something that's going to benefit me. So I have those skill sets apart from, you know, what you see me doing here. And at the end of the day, um, sometimes people will actually um, ask for my professional assistance in that regard as well. So those services, marketing, social media management, all of those things are available to people, including candidates. Although the ones who've kind of waited now until the last minute, I just don't have the time. So they're out of luck. Um, but, you know, regardless of that, um, you know, I just want to put that out there so that people kind of understand Sometimes they see me moving in a certain way and they don't have all the information and they don't really appreciate what's going on. And so I think it's useful if you have that. Good morning to the beautiful Marva. Marva says, good morning, Sandy. And your viewers, you did a phenomenal job yesterday. Never in the history of media in the Cayman Islands did we have the opportunity to see so many nominations take place. Thank you so much, Marva. I actually had someone from another media house um, reach out to me. And interestingly enough, um, 
they said they were also well impressed and they said to me that um you know this is what i envisioned the person actually said this is um this is what they said they said dude i was working and missed most of it but what i did see is exactly what i imagined back in the day would be would one day be a person interacting with multiple sources that they control and so Technology, folks, allows us to do what we do. Technology allows me to do what I do um, in a much easier fashion. You would not, um, not that it's easy, but it's not like it was, you know, five, 10, 15 years ago, where physically we needed to have someone at every single location. And so I understand technology, Siobhan, the beautiful Siobhan, good morning. And I understand how we can leverage that technology. We call it in the world of um, social media, leveling up, right? So I'm always looking to level up my game, to go the next step up is what leveling up means. Sometimes that means investing in equipment. It costs money, folks, to do this, right? So sometimes it means investing in equipment. Sometimes it means investing in myself, learning something new learning how to do something. I was talking to a videographer this weekend and um, one of my major goals for 2021 is to really level up like my video shooting game where I can go out there, I can shoot like B footage, B roll footage is what they call it and you know, videography world and bring you more content. So I'm constantly, I'm aware that Caymanians were used to having Cayman 27. This is your first election cycle without it. And so I thought here on this platform, we needed to find a way to really bring it to you. And that's what yesterday was all about. I'm so glad that you guys really appreciated um, the content. And yes, it was seven hours and 15 minutes worth of talking, which is a lot of talking. But as someone said, uh, you did it. And, um, you know, my mouth is still working. So <laughs> it didn't kill me to do it, um, you know, and it's doable. Again, thank God for the technology that I have available to me. And most importantly, for knowing how to use that technology. I mean, I saw other media houses having people at, you know, kind of key locations that they thought, um, okay, this is a key race. I wish that we had all of the candidates because this required the candidates or someone at their location assisting. They had to come in on the stream. That's why we we called um, Elvis because I knew that he didn't necessarily you know understand what we were doing yesterday, but I wanted to include someone from Kim and Brack in as well. But I would have loved to have had every single constituent and every single person. That was fifty people yesterday, folks, that got nominated five zero, not as many as last time. I think last time we had sixty two people, but and that was a record. But fifty is a lot of people. And we were ready to accommodate all of them, but they have to meet us kind of halfway in order for the, us to do that. The PPM, we're not interested. We have reached out to them, even about providing us with information for the Cayman Decides website. And I can tell you that they've not even bothered to respond to our correspondence. And that is just how they are. They have their own methodologies that they think will continue to reach the people and they don't care about anything else, any other format, they just don't give a damn. Um, but to be fair, we always try to reach out to them when we can. I messaged Alden 
not too often because I don't want to call the police saying I'm harassing him. But I do message him and say, hey, Alden, here are the raw numbers because Alden is a smart little dude. And I imagine that he's looking at the raw numbers um, and he's aware of them. But if he isn't, I want to present them to you before I now make a statement about how you can really reach the people. And um, I'm always surprised that PPM, because of whatever little vendetta they have going on with CMR, which is totally one-sided, trust me, I don't get why you would not use a platform that reaches the vast majority of people. To me, it's simple, right? You want to reach people? Okay, we've got over 32,000 on Facebook, and we have another... Um, another 15 and whatever thousand on Instagram. And the most amazing part is that our reach actually goes beyond that. Because again, we've been over the numbers with you guys. I'll tell you how Facebook works. Uh, Facebook doesn't just reach just people who like your page. In fact, Facebook reach goes way beyond that. And Facebook will tell you exactly who it is that you're reaching, let me just tell you here, over what period of time. So every single day, the algorithm, the numbers are varied a little bit. And so today it's different than what it was yesterday. But on average, because Facebook, again, tells us this information, this comes up in our little stats window, um, they will tell you you've reached over 100,000 people in the last week. And I think they... I saw it pops up like in your notification area. And I, I saw something pop up yesterday because um, they send you the weekly numbers and then they send you the, um, they then you can go on the page. So right here it is. It says posts from Cayman Mall Road reached 112,000.7 people and had 136.7 thousand engagements this week. So that was the, the little notification message that we received yesterday from Facebook. Now, that's just for the past week. Now, if we go into the numbers for um, the past, let me just tell you, engagement for the last 28 days, people reached over half a million. That's because it's like, you know, friends of friends will see your post. That's what a reach means. They see it. And then post engagement is over 400, almost half a million, 484,362. Um, that's people who actually like, comment, share, engage with the post. That's a lot of people, both inside and obviously outside of the Cayman Islands, because we don't have half a million people living here. But the raw numbers are, are what they are, right? So um, Tracy went to the West Bay rally last night. Great. Interesting to say the least. And why was Mac out after six? Did he even get an exemption? Um, I don't recall, Tracy, how long his curfew lasted for. It might be up already. I don't even know, to be honest. Because um, he did have an evening curfew from 6 in the evenings until, I believe, 6 in the morning. After he was convicted and sentenced to a suspended jail sentence, he also got a curfew order as part of that. Tracy, I don't remember the exact details of the curfew order in terms of the dates. It might have just been um, a month or 60 days or something. I'd have to try to go back and look that up. But you're not the first person out of interest to have mentioned that. So good morning, Charles. Um, good morning to Richie. 
Good morning, Marissa. Um, I don't know who's Marissa is referring to there. I'm aware I'm a little bit behind in the comments. Um, so Tracy's talking about all the good food that people had last night, barbecue chicken, regular chicken, corned beef sandwiches, t-shirts and flags. Unfortunately, the power went out near the end. My husband and I came on and were um, white on rice, laughing out loud, only white folks there. Um, you know, Tracy, you know, obviously it's a Caribbean country, but we have people of all different shades and colors as part of the Caymanian family. So, um, you may have felt like maybe you stood out a little bit. Yeah, they probably weren't even paying you any mind, Joe. Um, but yeah, the food sounds like it was top notch at that event. Uh, there is a fine line between providing food for people who attend your meeting and um, what the elections office has created before, which is going a little bit over the top. But listen, Caymanians love good food. You know, you guys know this already. So if you go to an event and there isn't food there, we all kind of look at you sideways like, uh, why don't you have some little sandwiches or fruit or whatever? So it seems like this meeting had a little bit more with the barbecue chicken. Did they have all the sides like mac and cheese and rice and everything else? Corned beef sandwiches, yep. So they're rallying the troops, folks, flags and T-shirts. And, you know, that's the things that they do to try to get people excited. But do not be fooled by all that um, shimmers, you know, shimmer and shine. It's an even of a little show for kids, by the way. My daughter loves it. But um, all that shimmer and shine and all that looks sparkly and gold-like, uh, oftentimes in the world of politics, has little to no substance. That's why they need to give you all of the fluff to get you all excited because there's not much there when you peel away those top layers. Good morning to Louie. Um, Richie's laughing at something. I'm not quite sure what that was about. So Tracy wanted to hear it live, what they had to say. And I don't blame you because again, I don't know where they're broadcasting it, but someone sent me, um, there is someone on Facebook who broadcast it and it had like three views, three live views. So clearly they're not reaching the majority of people in that manner. So Tracy, go out and listen to what people have to say. Good morning to the beautiful Sharon. Um, she says, thank you for your outstanding coverage yesterday. Excellent work, well done. 19 degrees in Detroit. Hello, Catherine. She's joining us from the US of A as well. Um, Catherine looks beautiful. Okay, um, Sanya, let me take down your number. Because clearly I need to update. I don't know who I've been messaging, child, but that ain't you. Um, but they were nice enough to say, nope, this is no longer her number. All right. So thank you. I will message you later on. Uh, Barbara, let me add you. Let me write it down. Barbara needs her mug as well. Um, what's up, me, Barbara? Marshall, thank you. Uh, Zita, good morning, my dear. Hope you're well. Yes, everybody loved Kenneth's video. It was well done. The song had me tapping my feet. I got to admit it. And, you know, Kenneth gets a thing. He gets it when it comes to marketing. He really does get it. That's important. Marketing is important. But like I was just saying, substance is also important. And that is the reason why Kenneth is on the show every single week and we are putting him to the test in terms of substance so um i am waiting by the way and mario to jump in anytime he wants um just in case he's watching and wondering if i should be telling him to jump in mario you jump in when you're ready um 
So let's just quickly, let us just quickly, um, I'll just finish off your comments. And then I want to look at this rumor that's circulating about this guy. So good morning, Cornelius from St. Lucia. Thank you, my love, for tuning in. Beautiful Beulah. Elvis from Cayman Brack is running on a platform of no weed, no vote. Elvis has even had a shirt design that I must say the design looks pretty good. Um, what's up numbers three, two, four, 16, 12. Of course, I want to hear more substance from Elvis. So, you know, I like Elvis. I think he is, um, he has a lot of interesting things to say. Um, obviously, you know, the profanity might have to be adjusted a little bit if he was really being serious about reaching people as an MP, as a possible MP. Um, but at the end of the day, Elvis makes a lot of sense about a lot of different things. So do not discard people just because they're a little bit different or they're quirky or whatever. That alone is not enough. If you're talking sense, you're talking sense. So uh, Sue confirms that she's drinking her, she's loving her um, cup. She says, love my morning PJ. Chips, cup of tea, and my new CMR mug. Hubby brought it to me in bed. Again, love it too. Uh, thanks so much. So what a lovely hubby that after being married for all those years, he still knows how to treat the lovely Sue Wright. Good morning, Miss Louisa. Uh, bringing her coffee or her tea in bed. And uh, I can tell you that Sue was so glued to yesterday's program that she did not get up out of bed until about midday. And that's okay. Sue's retired. Enjoy life. Um, ooh, Sue's going in at McKeeva saying, uh, that's because he thinks he's above the damn law. I mean, who knows? Good morning to the beautiful Janet joining us from Tampa. Um, Janet says great job yesterday. So I see Mario calling me. Is this right? Mario, you know, I've got more than one Mario in my phone and I think the wrong photo shows up for this Mario though. Okay. Give me one second. I'm going to play uh, the video because I think Mario might need a little bit of help. This is his first time coming in the program. So let's take a quick commercial break, play the video, um, and then we'll see if we can get Mario sorted out, okay? Incumbent MP Kenneth Bryan has declared for the constituency of Georgetown Central. Every time you see this symbol, I want you to remember 
Kiman first. All right, folks. Um, so beautiful video by Kenneth. Again, um, congratulations to Kenneth. Everybody's loving this video. Um, I see somebody mentioning about the food that they had, including conch fritters. I mean, listen, like I said, I, I ain't killing the food because had I known McKee was going to be having all that food, I probably would have drove to West Bay and ate him out too and still talk the truth. They don't have to be, listen, speaking the truth in your belly, not, not connected, you know. So you can go to their meetings, you can hear what they have to say um, with a view to listening for the truth, if they're going to be talking the truth at all. Um, you can enjoy the refreshments that they have on offer and all of that great stuff. But it doesn't mean that you have to be swayed by this. And I think this is where Caymanians really miss the point. 
all that glitters is not gold. We know that. And so you've got to be a bit more discerning than that. So Lorita, I got your message about the mug. Do me a favor, ladies and gents, message me in WhatsApp. I put the WhatsApp number on the screen. That's the best way to reach me, to be honest. Um, and then that way I can arrange for you to, um, to get your mug. And I'll be doing some deliveries today. I'll be in town today, so I can definitely arrange for that. So Charles shares the perspective that he's happy that PPM doesn't want to be on CMR. The PPM should be shut out, period. Why offer the enemy of the people a platform? They are bad for Caymanians. The leadership of Alden is against everything you stand for. Um, opportunities for people at Cayman uh, where those born here um, isn't left behind while the PPN government has and continues to do all they can to leave as many of us out as possible. Well, you know, we say that we're a voice for everyone, and I guess PPM will claim that they have a voice, but um, Charles, they have made it easy because they have not made themselves uh, avail of themselves of the opportunities here. And it is what it is. You know, we can't force them to care about the people. We can't force them to want to reach out to the people. That's on them. I mean, I can't, you know, I don't control, I don't know who's in charge of their marketing, but they probably look like they need a little bit of help. So let's talk about Mario's now waiting um, in the studio. But before we bring him in, uh, let's talk about a few things. Um, Josefina says Kenneth nailed it. Kenneth is going to be on a little bit. I can see already that we're going to go into a little bit of overtime, folks, because I do want to give people, I know the time schedule is now tight, but when people come on for the half an hour, I do want to give them the half an hour. And listen, we went for seven hours and 15 minutes yesterday. So clearly uh, we've got time in our day and I don't want to push anyone off of the program. So I am more than happy um, to just let Ozzy know he's going to be starting a little bit later and Kenneth know that he's going to be starting a little bit later as well. So uh, Mario is now with the technology. He knows how to join the program going forward. So he will be here today as well as Thursday. So mark your calendars for that. Now let's talk about this Gary Mulling situation. As you guys remember, there was a boat of five individuals that went missing a number um, of years ago. Um, I'm trying to remember, I think it was 2015 or thereabouts. Uh, let me just try to refresh my memory. Um, and it was a really sad situation because um, there were children, most importantly, on that that vessel. So it was, I think, was it the, just the two adults? I'm just trying to refresh my memory. Bear with me here. Um, so three men and two children went missing back in March of 2016. So ironic, it's almost um, the anniversary again. And they had not been found despite uh, continuing search efforts by the U.S. Coast Guard, plane, Marine police and volunteer boaters. And then 2016, here we are in 2021, and we still don't know whatever happened to those three men and those children aboard that, that vessel. So um, really, really sad. Many of you will remember, you know, these guys are Caymanians. They are our young men. Uh, there had been rumors. Um, Josephina says it was March of 2015. Hold on. I'm just double checking. I'm going back and looking at some archived articles. So there are, um, you know, 
there were rumors in circulation. Obviously, CMR was around at the time because we would have been very interested in a story like this. But there were rumors in circulation about what they could have been doing out on the boat with these kids and where they might have gone and what might have happened. And I feel so sad because when an entire boat of people disappears, that leaves a void in our very small community. And you always wonder, my gosh, whatever happened to them? We've seen in the past where some of our boaters get, you know, they run aground in like Honduras and they're eventually found. Uh, that has happened before. Um, but sometimes they end up disappearing forever, never to be seen again, never to be found. We just do not know what happened to these guys. And there's been no word of where they are or, you know, what happened. So one of the interesting things um, about this case is yesterday, all of a sudden, I was getting messages with people who thought that maybe uh, they had been found. And I was like, what? Is this even possible? After all these years, it seems highly unlikely, but not impossible. Do you guys remember the young man in West Bay who was running from the police and he jumped in the ocean and then he disappeared? Everybody thought, okay, he must have drowned. You know, we don't know where he went, whatever. And he turned up years later in Jamaica, unfortunately killed, um, found face down like in a gutter. Well, unfortunately in Jamaica, criminals live um, a much rougher life even than they do here in Cayman. So the chances of you um, reaching that type of a demise is much higher in Jamaica. It's just the life of a criminal, really. Um, and, you know, when you've run from the law, you face um, an alternative reality. You can't always reach out to your family like you would like to to try to get help and that sort of thing, because maybe the authorities are even monitoring them and the correspondence. So this is uh, two of the men who disappeared. Again, you know, questions about what they were up to and what happened on that fateful day. And what we do know is, I'm just going back to the article, March the 8th, 2016, uh, three men and two children went missing at sea on Sunday. So it was a Sunday before that afternoon, and they'd not been found. Despite continued efforts, strong wind and high seas uh, limited the boats of about 50 feet or larger as conditions worsened. So the weather wasn't the best. Uh, the authorities were searching for them at sea in the surrounding area. Um they said that um, they found the capsized fishing craft on Monday. So, you know, on board was Gary Mullings, his friend Edsel Haylock, and his nephews, Nicholas Watler, Cameron Brown, who was only 11 years old, and Candia Brown, who was only nine years old. They're all reported missing um, after they were supposed to go on a fishing trip to 12 Mile Bank in a twin engine. 28-foot uh, Panga-style boat. They were last seen by other boats around 3 p.m. and 4 p.m. on that Sunday, heading back towards Georgetown with only one engine operating. Their capsized craft was spotted about 20 miles southwest of Grand Cayman by the police helicopter Monday morning. So they did recover the vessel, but they never recovered any bodies or anyone. No sightings of any survivors were reported at the time. And, um, you know, it's just a very, very sad situation. So these young men um, are still missing to the best of our knowledge. However, 
Yesterday, like I said, the story took a very odd and peculiar twist because everybody was sending me this article from this newspaper called The Star. Now, The Star, you know, is what it is. Um, Road is, you know, probably above, a couple steps above The Star. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that when The Star publishes something, that they do not get it right. So let's have a look at the Star article. So this was the article, folks, that people sent to us. Um, Missing man found dead in burnt car. So um, they said that in this community in Sandy Bay, community of Mount Pillar in Sandy Bay, Hanover, after a popular steel worker was discovered burnt to death inside his motor vehicle. So his name was Donald Oliver Mullings, 43 years old, otherwise called Gary, was reported missing last week, Wednesday. Now, I don't know um, if when people read this, they kind of just read the headline and didn't really read the details. But there's another Gary Mullings, which it could be a very common name, in fact, um, based on what we see here. And I don't know how old this, our Gary Mullings, like the Caymanian one that went missing, would have been, but automatically people started to think that this was him. But I don't know that it is him. And so we hesitated. I got to tell you, you know, we were kind of thinking, do we put this story up? Because I don't really know, you know, and sometimes, trust me, we have learned that it's better to just hold off on a story um, say nothing further, do nothing with all of the links that people are sending you because it's just a red hearing. Um, so this particular Gary Mullings, Donald Oliver Mullings, 43 years old, otherwise known as Gary, was actually reported missing last week. And it seems like he has people that know him. Now, here's where the story gets confusing. So this is a picture of the vehicle. Okay, when we did a search, so I'm going to show you guys, let me just close out these chats here. I'm going to show you guys what we came up with that seems to be leading people to think that this is our Gary Mullins. When we started searching online to try to verify, we came across one that's called McCoy's News. And um, I don't know who McCoy is. But they had this story here, and the photo that they have used is the Caymanian Gary Mullings. So I think that is why people are like, huh? Is that actually the guy who was in the vehicle? So it is a very confusing story. Um, when you click on the link, you know, it tells you a little bit more information. But more than one social media page actually linked that photo. And that is the photo that I have seen of our Gary Mullings. Now, having said that, I did see, you know, Facebook has a lot of search options, right? So you can say, um, show me posts from only 2020. Um, that's not the one. But there's a couple others that I did come across. Um, that use a similar photo of the same Gary Mullings. And it is very, very confusing, but we haven't put the story up because here, here it is. This one says, um, 
this was him missing, the man that went missing. And so this post has um, a photo of him. But again, this doesn't really look like the Gary Mullings that we know in this photo. So this is a different photo. Although some people said, well, could that be him if he put on some weight and if he was bleaching his skin? But then the picture down here of this fella is somebody totally different. My apologies, the computer's so slow. So listen, I don't think that this is, after further review and analysis, I do not believe that this is our Gary Mullins, although these two people look like totally different people. Um, I think that someone just got the wrong photo and more than one social media news site has been using that photo, confusing people. And so now, you know, um, Caymanians think that, oh my gosh, is this actually that Gary Mulling? I don't think it is. Uh, Josephine says he would have been 47 and not 43. So these are the details now um, that are, you know, a little bit more important. So it is, it is an odd case of probably just mistaken identity, folks. It happens all over the world, um, in the world of media for sure. Uh, there's a couple other sites that had it up and stuff as well. So I, th I think it's safe to say that there have been no real sightings of the Caymanian Gary Mullings. This story in the Star uh, newspaper that was circulating locally yesterday is probably another Gary Mullings. Unfortunately, it looks like those individuals, probably um, all five of them, died when the boat was capsized. And as happens a lot with boating accidents, bodies are often never recovered. And I can only imagine, you know, in this moment, folks, how his family and the family members of all of those involved would be reflecting on this situation as the anniversary of their um, disappearance is now coming upon us. So um, it's a sad case of looks like just mistaken identity. I wanted to address it nonetheless because I know that I tell you, if I received that um, link yesterday once, I received it no less than 25 times. I received it a lot because people were actually thinking that that was the case. And then someone said to me that um, one of the sisters of the missing individuals um, was contacted about this as well and she left for the day. I don't think she was really contacted by authorities. I'm not sure who she was contacted by. But um, at some point, you know, after persons been missing for a certain amount of time, you have to declare them, you know, you go through a process, a legal process of seeking to declare them as, um, as dead. And, um, it's unfortunate. We've had a lot of Caymanians get lost at sea, never to be found again. There was a tragic case a number of years ago where, um, another boat capsized. Listen, the ocean is, is dangerous, you know, and guys got fishing, 12 mile, 12 mile banks and they go out by the reef and listen, it's not, you got on these little boats and it's, um, you know, it's dangerous. So Ozzy, we are pushing you back a little bit because we're just starting with Mario. Um, Mario is going to be joining us here for half an hour. So Ozzy, if you want to just, I'm going to just mute your mic, but if you want to just relax and chill out have your cup of tea or coffee while we bring Mr. Mario Ebanks into the studio. So Mario, good morning. And welcome to Cayman Mall Road. How are you? 
Good morning. Very good, Sandra. How are you? You hear me good? You see me okay? Yes, I can see you and I can hear you just fine. We have right. 281 people logged in this morning. Uh, wonderful, looks like, wonderful. Yes, looks like the uptake went up to about 34 people on YouTube and then another 200 and odd um, on Facebook. And there's also the website that people do view uh, the show yeah. as well. So, Mr. Yeah, welcome. Mario, welcome. May I welcome then all of your viewers in Cayman Islands and around the world. And Sandra, before we get going, I just want to thank you also for your passion, your creativity. People may say things about you, but they can't question your creativity, your passion, and your your interest in being a good citizen. So thank you very much. And good morning, West Bay West. Good morning, Cayman Islands. I am Mario Ebanks, Lavinia's husband, 32 yeah. years. My grand grandson, Great grandson and great great grandson of Caymanians on both my mother's side and my father's side. My father, late Philip W. Ebanks, my mother, Vinette Ebanks. And I am a community leader. I am your humble servant. I am, I believe, a good shepherd and I am prepared to serve. And hola, mi familia y amigos y amigas de la isla de Pinos, Cuba, y todo Latinos in Cayman. Bendiciones. In West Bay West, votar Mario Ibanks y ningún otra. That's a special message for my Latin and Cuban and Isle of Pines people. They know yeah. what I'm saying. And I know that they love me. I love them. And we are going to take West Bay West in this election and build bridges, not just in West Bay, but in Isle of Pines and other parts of the Latin world where Caymanians are in and have come from. Sandra, so let me just, I, let me, sorry, Mario, one second. Let me just pause you there for a quick minute now. Um, you do have a very interesting background, actually, because um, I know that you guys are bilingual, both you and your brother. It's it's only two siblings that your your parents had two boys, or do you have a sister? No, no. I, you need to give me some time to want to talk okay. about that. But I have, I have four brothers and oh, two wow. sisters. Okay. And is everybody and bilingual? I get to that. I, I am. When I came, when we came to Cayman in 1968, mm -hmm. October 22nd, I was only four years and 10 months. Mm -hmm. I hadn't gone to school yet because in, in Isle of Pines, a lot of, a lot of English speaking people were there, all the Caymanians. Mm -hmm. So at home, at home, we spoke English, but right. only when you went to school, especially after the revolution, you had to speak, you had to be, learn to speak Spanish. So when I came here, I, I didn't speak very much of anything, but certainly, uh, because I hadn't gone to school, I didn't speak Spanish, but I, but I, I have it in my system. I, I, I have Spanish family. I, I um, mm -hmm. so I, I can I can survive in a conversation, mm -hmm. but um, but my grandparents um, uh, were from West Bay and great grandparents, great great grandparents, and uh, as you know, in in the early part of the of the of the twentieth century, in the nineteen ten or so, a lot of Caymanians moved to Isle of Pines because there's nothing happening here. And so, and so, uh, my my parents were born there, and my and I was born there, one of my siblings. But because of being Caymanian and British, as many others uh, were, were able to get out after the revolution, uh, we lead, we had to leave everything. My father had to sell, not sell, lose everything, um, and start anew. And so, I come from a from a generation of people that have had to start from the dirt, from the ground. And so that's why I want to, to be a candidate. That's why I ran in 2000 mm -hmm. and didn't get in. I ran with, with great people, the late Mr. Frank Banks, 
Alice Mako, Clarence Bothwell. I ran again in 2005 with Mr. Leonard Ebanks, the late Mr. Thomas Jefferson, and with Doug Keith Bothwell. I run because I want to make sure that young boys and young girls don't have to run away from their country and start life over again. And I, and I want to, to build a better future for everyone. And so I, I am humbled to again run in the year 2021. I, I have a, a, an agenda, which I will be talking about in the campaign trail and, and, and developing it with my people. But I've always been, since I've been in these islands, I've always been a, a servant leader. Uh, for the last 30 years, I've been very vocal, as you know. And from the time that I can remember, I was looking at national issues. And I'll tell you some stories about this on the campaign trail. We don't have enough time today, but 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 from a, for a long time, I've been doing that. And when I was at university in the in the in the eighties, sorry, um, we were writing letters in the newspaper and 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 talking about about community issues. So I'm not new to loving my country. I want to serve my country. As a matter of fact, last Friday, my last day at work at the airport's authority, I left my office at seven thirty Friday night because because of the election being pulled forward and brought forward and we had a lot less time to to, to get things done i had to negotiate a a shorter uh, resignation a notice period than i had than than and had originally done because i resigned early in early january january the first giving it the three months so that i could so that before nomination day but when they pulled the date forward i had to renegotiate uh, an earlier departure and my and my boss and my and, and then and my co-workers um, supported that and worked with me and we got a lot of work done. But so I, I left I left a, a very good job at a very good organization to serve this country. And mm -hmm. so and so the reason, the compelling reasons why I have put myself forward, and you'll see I did a, a statement um, uh, last week Friday, which is in the media and also on your on your uh, Kim on Mile Road and, and elsewhere, and will be also in my social media sites as well. There were two things. One is that, especially with COVID and the, glo the global pandemic and, and where Cayman has been going, we feel that this is a good time to, to reset, to look at where we want to be in the long term. This is an opportunity to do things better and, and think about how to do those things. You know, there's some people that just think that you have a faucet, like a spigot of water, and you can turn it on full blast or turn it off all the way. We believe you can turn it and adjust it so that you can you can manage the flow, we can manage growth, we can ensure that we are sustainable, we have the kind of the kind of income and the kind of prosperity that we want now, but we are not selling out the future. We're not selling out future generations. So those people who try to talk nonsense about tax, we're gonna tax people, they must be dreaming, they must be having a night, another nightmare or they, they lost their faculties once again, or they're forgetting it once again, or they're becoming senile. We are talking about managed growth, not cutting off development. We're not, we're not talking about taxation. Where does he get that from? So, you know, I, I want to say that one of the first things that, and the second reason why I decided to run is because I think West Bay and West Bay West have sent a clear signal quietly, privately, and decently to me that they want change. They are fed up with their current representatives' behaviors, 
he needs help. He is my friend. He is my friend, and I love Mikio Bush, but he needs to go. And so I am here to bridge the gap between the past and the future. And so, my friends, I, I, I know this is going to be a, a battle, perhaps the battle of my life politically. Mm-hmm. I'm prepared to stand in the gap. I ask all the voters of West Bay West to stand with me. Because when I, when I, every year for the past 20 years, I have given an award at the John Cumber uh, Primary School, mm-hmm. the Mario Ebanks Award for Outstanding Performance. Mm-hmm. Every year, as I look at those young people who walk up that stage, young boys and young girls, full of, full of hope for the future. And I look into their eyes and I see their aspirations. Mm-hmm. I see their, their, their happiness. And in some cases I see sadness and I see hope. And I look into their eyes and I, every year I, I wonder and I, and I leave that stage with my, my heart heavy, but overjoyed for them and their parents. And I say, who will stand in the gap for these young people? Mm. Who will protect their futures? Who will fight for them? And this year I said, here I am, send me. Mm-hmm. So I am making a bold step forward to benefit all of our citizens, our children, and future generations. My heart is in this cause. My personal interest and career has been put on hold for this cause. And I asked the voters of West Bay West on the 14th of April to vote for Mario E.E. Banks. And together, we can work to make Cayman a better place, West Bay West a better place, mm-hmm. and to be respected globally and not have people, when they travel, embarrass us by whatever they try to do. I will commit that I will never do that. I haven't done so before, and I will not start it yet. And I, I want to say that I am coming to you live and direct from our home in Coral Gables, North West Point, where my wife Lavinia and I have lived for the past 28 years. Mm-hmm. And Lavinia and I have been married for 32 plus years, 33 years in June. And for the first five years of our marriage, we lived in, in another uh, location that we, that we bought us an apartment and then we, we moved back to West Bay because even though we lived for the first five years of our marriage in Ocean Club, we drove every Sunday morning to West Bay, to church. And when I, when I, when I came into West Bay in the mornings and other times as well, and when I was leaving West Bay um, after church to go back east, I said, West Bay, I love you, I miss you, and I'll be back. And so we've been here for 28 years, and we want to, to serve. And the, and the reason that, that I'm running for West Bay West, I, I've lived, Sandra, for in all of the all of the, the constituencies in West Bay, actually. Our first home was first couple of nights we were here in 1968. We lived in Boston Bay and um, in Mr. Cleveland's house. And then we moved to Aunt Hazel and, 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 and Aunt Hazel River's house. Then we moved, and that was West Bay North. Then we moved later on to places called Genevieve Borden Drive. Um, now we used to be called Pond Road. And we lived there at Miss Olson Bank's house, rental properties. Mm-hmm. And, and that was West Bay South. Then we moved, we moved into Mr. Spurgeon Ebanks rental home, which was, which is where the Foster's uh, Republics is now. It used to be a home there. As a matter of fact, um, several years ago when they're building the, the Foster's in West Bay, I was driving by one morning to 
to go to work. We, we had moved back to West Bay then. And I saw that house that we lived in, the rental house, you know, being, um, I thought it was being remodeled because they're taking out the windows and all that. And I know they're going to be doing the new fosters, right? That was when Mr. Louis Parsons was doing it. And so I said, oh, they're going to remodel the house and the house is going to be a part of, of the new fosters, maybe the office or whatever. And I came back that evening and I said, well, boy, I came back that evening the house was gone. It was taken down by heavy equipment. And I said, wow, I wish I'd taken a picture of that. So that was when we lived in West Bay, West Bay South. Then we moved to Mount Pleasant in, um, in, in, in West Bay Central. We, and we, I grew up there most of my life, actually, until, we, until I got married in 1988. And then in 1993, we came back to West Bay, West Bay West. We live here. And the reason that I'm running in West Bay West is that I want to be amongst the people. I want to be able to celebrate with them. I want to be able to grieve with them. Uh, my house has always been open, although I want to, when I'm elected, have a constituency office. And whether I am premier or whether I am a minister or whether I'm a member of parliament, I want to be in that office and be available to my people. Mm-hmm. But we live in Carl Gables. So, Sandra, I am an eighth-generation Caymanian. I am a student, past student of John Cumber Primary School. Mm-hmm. I've, atten- I've attended Church of God Chapel in West Bay from 1969. One day, my father was walking along the road in West Bay, Sandra, mm-hmm. and the Reverend Dewey Johnson, who was one of the missionaries in the chapel churches in, in the late 60s, drove past and stopped and spoke to my father. And my father, we didn't have a car. We got start life all over again. And he spoke to him and introduced himself. That was Reverend Johnson. Mm-hmm. He, invited my, he invited my father to church because we were attending the Nazarene church in Isle Pines. And we started that church in 1969. And I've gone to that church all my life. With my wife and, my, and Lavinia, with my wife Lavinia and I were still there. Um, I was the past chairman of the General Assembly of the Church of God. I've been serving in that in the Church of God Chapel in West Bay. Lavinia is now the current treasurer of the church. And I am the, the building committee chairperson. And so we've been very active. And as you saw from my statement um, last week, I have a, a host of qualifications. I'm not going to go through all of those now because people will, 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 will probably get tired of hearing about those, but I'll, I'll make sure that they know about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a, I've had a varied career in the private sector and public sector. In, in the private sector, I was the first Chamber of Commerce manager, first Chamber of Commerce, first Caymanian Chamber of Commerce manager, um, the, the, the youngest and first um uh, general manager, a country manager for ESO Standard Oil in Cayman Islands and the Caribbean. And also, I was the first director of labor and pensions, serving from 2012 to 2015 before I moved over to uh, Airports Authority as the chief human resources officer. Um, we have, my wife and I have been very active on various community causes, including Rotary Club and, and others. And we are now also, um, we're not parents, we're, Lavinia and I are not parents, but we are, we are um, on-call parents for many nieces and nephews and other people. And we are our, our host parents for a program called the Children Heart Project, which is a Samaritan's Purse um, international humanitarian effort. And we are host parents. So we, we, we take care of young boys and girls and infants when they come over for heart procedures at Shetty Hospital. And we help to provide for them through our church, through a chapel church. And, and and that kind of thing. And um, I also, and you can you probably remember this yourself because I am a founding member and past president 
-hmm. of the Cayman Islands Overseas Students Association. And um, I remember when you first um, returned, I think, from university around about 2000 or so, you and I spoke about about some things that I ran in, 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 uh, in 2000. Yeah. Making, you might remember that, but I do. And so I was a founding member and past president. And that association is one that helps to provide support, encouragement, scholarships, and outreach for Caymanian students who are going to university overseas and also the Cayman Islands. Mm-hmm. I was also the founding member and past president of the Cayman Islands Society of Human Resource Professionals, which is my profession. And, um, and so I, I also uh, bridged the gap there. I, I was the uh, president of Junior Achievement in the Cayman Islands, past president. And that program is one that helps young people learn skills about, about being uh, business people, entrepreneurs, and good citizens. And, um, and so, you know, that, that's, that's, some of, that's some of me. And, and, and may, I, may I also say that in whatever role that I have done, I've tried to develop Caymanians, bring Caymanians up. If you talk to people, people remind me of things every day about what I've done for them, how I've helped them. And I, some of the things I even forgot about. And I didn't go around keeping a whole long list of all these things. And I've forgotten about a lot of those things, but they haven't forgotten about it. And I think they're going to remember those in, in the future as well. One of the things that I want to do, and I'll say so from the outset, is I have been very much involved in the labor law and labor legislation and human capital development for many years. We need to reactivate the minimum wage advisory committee and look at the minimum wage because the law provides for it. It provides for the, the, the renewal of this effort and it hasn't been done since it was first done, I believe in 2014 or so. So we long, we're well behind the schedule on that and we need to do it. I believe that when we, when we are, when I am elected, we're going to see great things happen. We're going to work with people who are like-minded, people who don't just look at short-term gain for long-term pain, but we look for managed growth, sensible growth, growth that looks at the future. And we also look at what we can do for West Bay. And for West Bay, things that are coming up on top of the agenda include public beach access and coastal protection, barkers and other areas, hurricane shelter and a multi-purpose hall. West Bay is a big district. We do not even have a special built hurricane shelter. Shame, shame, shame. For 36 years, you have presided over West Bay, but you could not put down a hurricane shelter. And I don't think the time allows you now to break ground for that. So we're going to make that a priority. And mental health, a mental health facility, we need that. I know it's one being done in East End, but West Bay has a major problem with that. People have been telling you that. I know so. I know so. We're going to do that. It's not going to happen overnight, but we're going to start it. We're going to do it. We're going to finish it. And district councils. Again, some politicians feel that they have to keep all the power in their hands and not to devolve power and authority and responsibility. We're going to put in place district councils and one for West Bay West and the other constituencies, but we're going to work together. The new generation of leaders in West Bay who will emerge 
after the election on the 14th or 15th of April are going to work together. A new generation of, 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 of compromise, of comradeship, of camaraderie, camaraderie. And we're going to work together and do, and, and do things like district councils and have synergies and not being, not trying to, to outfox each other or, 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 or embarrass each other. We're going to work together. So Sandra, I, I will, I will leave you there because I give you a lot of, of, um, information, but in West Bay West and in, in West Bay in, in terms of community service also, Sandra, things like West Bay Heritage Committee have been active in the National Trust came on against substance abuse and also served on the board of trustees at the, uh, university college and at ICCI. So I'll leave you now if you want to ask any questions, but I thank you for the time yeah. you gave me to introduce. Let's, uh, let's delve into it, um, <laughs> Mario. You were off to a running start there. Um, lots of community involvement and, of course, um, a history of, you know, working with organizations, working with children and all of those things. So we love to open up the floor to um, comments. We do see a lot of comments already coming in. So Tracy says that she thinks that those in West Bay West are quiet because they don't want to publicly be recognized for not supporting Makiva because of potential backlash and have a target on their back. Hence the reason why voting is private. What feedback have you received, um, Mario, from people in the community who express that exact sentiment that people who are genuinely afraid of the repercussions of um, supporting someone other than Mr. Bush? I hear the same things. I hear the same things. And, and that's why that's why I'm being very careful because West Bay West, West Bay in general, but West Bay West is very divided. I don't want to divide and cause conflict or cause violence or put people on the front lines where they are intimidated and victimized. I am on the front lines for them. And people are saying to me that they have spoken, people who are big supporters of the current in, incumbent West Bay West, and they have tried to get word to him that he's done a lot of things for which they are thankful, but also that it's time for him to retire and focus on his family, focus on other things. 36 years is a long time for anybody. Mm -hmm. And so, but they don't want to tell him that, and some who have tried to tell him that, he has not taken it very lightly. And so I am hoping and praying that people will think and pray about themselves, their future, their children and grandchildren, if you come, if they come to your homes, or if they, if you go to their meetings, or they, or they, or they treat you with whatever, um, take it, or you can report it to the police and have them taken into custody for breaking the elections law. But if you, if you're not prepared to do that, um, but people are, people are concerned, and they say to me, we, we want change, we want you, you're the best choice um, to replace him. Uh, but we're not going to we're not going to go out there and get ourselves in in trouble and and cause any further strife. And I don't want any more conflict. I want the people people to work together to live in unity. And when we were elected on the poll on 14th of, of of April and starting on the 15th of April, we're going to work together in, uni in unison, a united West Bay, a united West Bay West. Let's move forward together. All right. Well, sounds like you um, definitely have some plans there. Celine says, God bless you, Mario. Continue to do good things and continue to allow God to lead and direct you. 
Marissa says a good man and an excellent leader indeed. So proud of you and wish you success, Uncle Mario. Um, Maureen is saying no audio, but I think that might be her needing to refresh her connection because everybody else seems to be able to hear us. Uh, Mario, uh, Troy says Mario is a professional and then the most important issue in Cayman developing all of our people. It's time to replace developing our land with developing our people. So you talked about a number of um, things that you hope to accomplish, Mario. If you are successful in the election, now obviously some people have um, compared your fight, um, and I say that, I mean your political battle with Mr. Bush as a bit of a David and Goliath situation. Mr. Bush has been in office for some probably close to 30 years, if not more than that by now. Um, so he is the incumbent. He's the oldest member of the Legislative Assembly. Also the most controversial in the sense of um, there always seems to be something going on that puts Mr. Bush in the spotlight in the public eye. So, you know, you, it's a bit of a David versus Goliath situation, but there are a lot of people who feel confident that you can, you can win, that you can do it. Um, and I see that you, you do have some plans and some initiatives uh, in your head. What do you think the chances are if you win um, and you're successful? How um, impactful do you think you could be with trying to form a, a new government? First of all, without sounding arrogant or presumptuous, mm -hmm. I'm ready to be, to be the premier. I'm ready to be a minister. I'm ready to be a deputy premier, or I'm ready to be a member of parliament. And if I'm not elected, I'm also ready and prepared to remain a good, honest, loyal, law-abiding, decent citizen. Uh -huh. But I think, I think that, you know, with what I've been hearing, what I've been feeling in my heart, and the plans that I have for the country, and the plans that I know that God has for me and for our people, that we're going to win. We're going to win. And, you know, Nikiva Bush is my friend. I've worked with him. I've worked with him, uh, as you know. Uh -huh. Many of the things that, many of the things that he, that he boasts about, like labor law reform, like pension legislation, like low cost housing, a lot of those things could not have been done if I was not there in the trenches with him. As a matter of fact, if I was not there, I venture to say that pension wouldn't have got done. Low-cost housing would not, have, would not have got done. So, so you know, what I'm saying is, is this. I have a record of getting things done. I know how to do things. I, I have been in the public sector. I've been in the private sector. So I have the private sector zeal, but I also understand how the public sector works. And I can get things done. And, and I believe in working with people and, and, and people that I have on my core group for this campaign. And there are many others who are reading in the lobby to come in, um, we're going to do things. We're going to do things not not by Mario Ebanks, by all of us together. So, Sandra, but, but the first one of the first things that I intend to propose to uh, the government, um, of which I hope to be a part, um, whether it's on the front bench or back bench, is that we do an, an amendment to the constitution to bring in force limited term, twenty years maximum is how long you can serve as a member of parliament in the Cayman Islands. This thing about 36 years, I know I want four more years because I want to have 40 years. Uh -huh. The days the days of those 
that kind of thinking should be over. We can't allow the House of Parliament in the Cayman Islands to become a convalescent home for people who want to stay there until they die. Mm -hmm. We have to provide for succession, give young Caymanians the opportunity to move forward. And so one of the things that I want to do is, and I will propose it if I'm elected, is to do a constitutional review of minor things and limited term being one of the first things. So we will restrict it from an open-ended, um, from, from the cradle to the grave term to a limited term. We have a limited term now, as you know, for the premier, but I'm talking about limited term for, for all MPs, 20 years maximum. Then you have to take a break. You want to come back, you can, but, but you can't stay in there forever because people, you know, get, get ingrained and they also have that entitlement mentality to, to say, what, no matter what I, whatever I do, I'll get in. I'll find a way to get back in. Mm -hmm. So, and also along, along with that, Sandra, um, with the limited term, I also want to put in place a recall provision so that the citizens can, can activate a recall of their MP if that person is is um, totally gone berserk and, and lost his or her faculties or misconduct or whatever, they can recall them uh, and remove them from, from their seat. But that is augmented by a proper code of conduct mm -hmm. for parliamentarians. And, you know, when I ran in 2000, um, we, we did something which we call a contract with the people, which I intend to, to do again in this campaign. It sets out our conduct standards and what we will do if we don't abide by those standards. So I think that there's a, a lot of things. And what I would like to do, Sandra, if, if, if you don't mind, or unless I got more time, is on Thursday when I come back on your show, we talk about some of those, those issues and we can, we can dig into those a bit more because I wouldn't want to start them. And then, and then you tell me that bye-bye, it's soon time to go. <laughs> yes, limited time, limited time. Um, let's uh, just go to a few more comments. So um, Siobhan says they're always coming asking for a term to do what they were meant to be done from the first election. <laughs> she said that's a convenient excuse. Shirley shares that um, good morning all. Very proud of you, Mario. You bring back, uh, you bring integrity back to West Bay West and our parliament. And um, Patricia is of the sentiment that maybe the one man, one vote system doesn't work. She says, feeling our present voting system is not very democratic. Just as the politicians can run in whatever district they want, we should be able to vote island-wide. Votes uh, should be across the island. One man, one vote doesn't work for such a small island, very limited and little areas all around. So that is her sentiment. We have Deandra. Uh, Whitaker weighing in. Deandra says, I'm hearing a lot about everything, but nothing about how they're going to help Caymanians with health insurance. So Deandra, on Thursday, we can put that question um, to Mario because he does have limited time this morning and he's provided quite an introduction on himself. So not to worry, we will be digging deeper. Um, Donna says, excellent plans, Mario. Proud of you. Wishing you a successful campaign. And um, we also have Sue weighing in, says, good luck, Mario, praying you can do this. You're so right. There are a few more should well go sit down. So this concept of, um, of limited terms for MPs uh, is very, very interesting. It's good to hear that you support some restrictions. I think 20 years is still a long time. You know, 20 years um, is a long time to get a lot accomplished. Most professions, you're lucky if you survive 20 years as a lawyer or doctor or anything else. So I think 
as a politician, that should be more than more than sufficient time to get the job done or to get out. Um, interesting right. that you also talk about a code of conduct. Let's spend a little bit of time discussing that before um, you have to leave us this morning. A code of conduct, particularly um, in light of what has tra transpired with your opponent in West Bay West, not just in this last incident, but a number of different incidents that have made people pause over the years, um, you know, about what he's been up to, is um, an interesting concept. How do you see it being fashioned? What do you think a code of conduct should include? So, for example, here's a very direct question. If someone has been arrested and convicted for anything, do you believe that they should be able to sit as an MP? I, I don't believe so, Sandra. Sandra. Um, you know, obviously, the case with the current incumbent for West Bay West is well known to everybody. And we know that he was charged. Uh, he pleaded guilty. Uh, and he was, he was sentenced. And he was given um, paid a fine and also given a uh, suspended sentence and had to go on a curfew for two months, which I think ended a, a week or so ago. But, um, you know, the code of conduct that I'm talking about, and I can talk about, about that on Thursday, will deal with, with personal conduct. You know, the, in, in the public service, there's something called standards in public life. Uh -huh. There's also something called the code of conduct for for public service, and also the code of conduct for civil servants. Those kinds of behaviors are the things that we need to reflect also in our parliamentarians. And so why should we have a, a code of conduct for the public service and a code of conduct a, a code of, yeah, conduct for civil servants and we don't have that for the parliamentarians? Parliamentarians must set the, the stage. They must, they must live by example to be the role models. So we don't have to do a lot of work to do that code of conduct. There's a lot of examples around and even their own public service management law that governs the, the civil service. There was a good template right there that can be that can be taken out and cut and paste and added to to make it more powerful. But let me just say about the, the 20 years, Sandra, you're right. 20 years is a long time. But I said to myself and I said to my wife, um, who was Lavinia was not um, at all in favor of me running. Uh, after I ran twice and didn't make it, and she saw some of the behaviors and uh, and some of the the deceitfulness, if I can be blunt, by some of the people in West Bay, and and she was not in favor of, of it at all. But people spoke to her. God spoke to her, and I said to her, Lavinia, um, I believe this is my purpose in life. This is our purpose in life, and we can be better by serving at this level, extending the Christian heritage and also extending goodwill to the country. All I'm asking for is two terms, eight years, and give me that and we can do it. We can do it. And so I don't plan to be in, in 20 years non elected, but I've commit to, to, to two terms or, or eight years. And, um, but 20 years, Sandra, when you get into politics, you know, um, I believe that in working in the public sector, Things don't happen as quick as you would like. So right. you got to give yourself enough time. But certainly 20 years, I believe, is a reasonable amount. But the open-ended thing that we have now as from the cradle to the grave is far, right. is far too long. All right, my friend, from the cradle to the grave. I like that one. Um, time for change is what Mario is saying, folks. Uh, we 
you know, I think we were the first ones to put up last week um, his intention to run for public office. There was a lot of talk on the literal mile road about Mario for quite some time um, before the decision was made public. Of course, here at CMR, we knew it was coming. Uh, we did hold off a little bit because we also knew that he was negotiating the exit terms of his employment contract, which had to be expedited because the premier decided to call an early election, which impacted a lot of people and their ability to put themselves forward for public office. Uh, Mario, um, again, welcome to um, Cayman Mall Road. This is your first, but hopefully one of many, um, you know, appearances on the program. It was nice to hear from you. We will actually see you again on Thursday morning. Now that you have a feel for how the program works, um, yeah. We'll send you a link that is a live link every day. It gets updated on the back end and you can just always click on that to be able to join uh, the show with us. And you just pop in the studio when you see, when we see you, then we'll pull you in. We do have Osborne Bodding who is waiting to come up next. Can I, can, I say, can I say one thing before I, before I leave, before, you, before I leave, I just want to end with a quote that my father gave me every night as I was studying in, uh, in high school days before he went to bed with my mother at night, he'd said, uh, uh, quote, heights by men attained and kept were not achieved by sudden flight, but they, while their companions slept, were mm -hmm. toiling upwards through the night. Therefore, my friends, West Bay West and Cayman Islands and around the world, in that fine tradition, in this endeavor, in this campaign for West Bay West, we will not tire, we will not falter, we will not run away until the battle is won. Thank you, God bless you. And see you on Thursday, Sunday. All right, Mario. Thanks very much. Appreciate it. All right, folks. Um, it's so ironic that Mario quoted um, that particular quote because if if I'm Facebook friends with any of you, which I think we, I've got about 2,400 Facebook friends, you know how we use that term in the world of social media, um, you will be very aware. Maybe you've never even looked at my profile details, but that is, um, you know how Facebook allows you to have a little quote? That's actually my quote that I live by. Um, and I haven't heard it in a while, to be quite honest. But um, yes, I think it's by Thoreau. Um, I'll have to double check. I should know this off the top of my head. But yeah, it's it's um, an amazing quote. And it really speaks to the fact that in life, you know, you've got to have dedication. You've got to work hard. And um, you've got to be committed. So I'm going to show it to you because some of you might be thinking that Sandy's just saying that because Mario's on the show this morning. Uh, let me show you. The proof is in the pudding. Because quite interestingly enough, for as long as I've had Facebook, which now has been, oh gosh, well over 10 years, where it says your favorite quote. Let me enlarge this because this looks a little bit. Oh, where's my, oh gosh. Here we go. I think it's up here. There we go. Zoom it in a little bit. Yes, there we go. So it has all sorts of stuff here. Um, and there it is. Your favorite quote, the heights by heights by great men reached and kept. Yes. So um, sometimes, folks, we have to be toiling into the night to get things done. And anytime I've got a special project and I need that little extra push, um, I am reminded of that quote because um, it kind of just, you know, lets you know that you can't um, fall to the wayside just because you're tired or just because you've been challenged 
or anything like that. You've just really, um, it's Henry um, Wadsworth actually is the um, author of this one. I was thinking it was Thoreau, but it's not. Um, so yes, absolutely. You've got to be committed to the cause. Um, Longfellow, um, Henry Longfellow. So, you know, it's, it's part of her commitment to anything that you're passionate about folks. And trust me, when you've got passion about things, you, there will be times that you will sacrifice sleep. You will sacrifice um, money. You'll even at times sacrifice your own family um, to try to stay focused on a goal, uh, you know, that you, you've got up ahead. So uh, Loretta says we used to say that in school back in the day. Yep. And a lot of our young people, I feel like they need to have these quotes ingrained in their heads because once again, it just really helps them if they're going through a, th a tough patch in life, you can reflect on um, what other people have gone through and what others way before you have had to say, because this quote is probably a good hundred plus years. I don't know when Henry Longfellow was even around, but I think it was quite a while ago. Um, and, you know, it just reminds us of the fact that as human beings, we have all been through so much as a as humans, as people, as a race, as Caribbean people, as Caymanians and so on. And at the end of the day, um, there's something to be said for, you know, the ability to persevere no matter what, right? So um, Longfellow was actually born, just a little interesting tidbit in 1807 and he died in 1882. So long before any of us were around, but you know what? It's still still makes total sense and his quote still stands true today today so um miss harvey miss lotus harvey's watching thank you so much i love that uh profile photo of you there uh, mitzi is here watching us as well and uh, marissa says first time she was show and he nailed it positive action combined with positive thinking results in success vote mario ebank so lots of support there for mr mario and he will be back on thursday folks to tell us more about his vision for a better Cayman. Now we've got none other than, drum roll, where's my air horn? <laughs> none other than the one and only, <laughs> Ozzy Osborne, AKA Ozzy. Look like you got a haircut. Yeah, man, I had to take off some of the career. <laughs> it can't right. do anything when I'm, because I refuse to use the just for men. Okay. Uh, I don't like when that turns green and orange. So. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hear you. So listen, <laughs> Ozzy, yesterday was a big day here in the Cayman Islands. Love the flag that you got in the background. Well, yeah, trying try to get this little camera sorted out here. My kids set me up and I'm trying to make sure I'm, I do yeah. it justice, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, as you can see, I love my Cayman flag. I've got the flag on the computer screens behind me, the other flag on the wall. And- uh, right. It's what we're all about, right? It yeah. means a lot to us. That's yeah. why we're here. Yeah, for sure. So, Ozzy, you had a great day yesterday. You got nominated. One of um, 49 other people, total of 50 persons uh, were nominated. And in your particular district, quite interestingly enough, and by the way, in the event that people have not, I do have, um, I'm going to pull up the full list and we can talk about that probably into tomorrow's program. But you're in one of those districts where there's only two of you running head to head Good. against each other. So you are at running against um, Dwayne John John Seymour. And um, like anybody else, I guess you, you've got a battle up ahead and you're trying to 
reach the people of the community to tell them what you stand for. Now, as someone who has been, Ozzy, in elected office before, you know that obviously people are going to judge you by your past performance. And mm -hmm. some of it has been good. You've accomplished certain things in political office and some of it may not have been all that great. Uh, you admitted last time to having made mistakes. And um, you said that, you know, at the end of the day, you're looking to move forward. Your heart is in the right place and you're hoping to be given another opportunity to represent the people of the Cayman Islands. So let's get to it and talk about some of your solutions and vision for the people. The last time you were in office, Ozzy, you were with um, the progressives and you're no longer with them. Now there's a lot of chatter on the mall road and you know how it goes, honey chow. We're the official mall road these days, but we are very in tune um, to the unofficial mall road, what the streets are talking about. That's why we're called the mall road because we bring it to you. So there's a lot of chatter, Ozzy, even yesterday, there's chatter about what's happening in West Bay. Um, lots of comments about, especially in West Bay South where Tara Rivers has now removed herself about who's aligned with who. And when Raul comes on the program tomorrow for West Bay Wednesday, we're going to be talking about, um, you know, what his vision is uh, for West Bay. And he's going to have to address this rumor. Because unfortunately, the biggest concern that people have going into this election is that the progressives and CDP doesn't get back in. Got to be 100% square and honest with you. And that concern, oh my God, Ozzy, there goes my little Gucci again. He's not <laughs> and he's moving very slowly. You know that Gucci predicts who's gonna win. I've told you this before. So you're in good stead this morning, my friend. Oh. <laughs> he walked go, right go, back. Go, go, go. Yeah, this was his second trip for the morning. I don't know, lately he's been making two trips this week. I don't know what he's he got her own, um, what, what's the one that they use for the winter? The octopus. This is their own Caymanian version of the winning octopus. Um, no, man, no, man, the one that the brown hog that sees the shadow oh, in winter, yeah. <laughs> but I, this Aguti has been busy this week. Something got him going back and forth twice in the morning. So he was up earlier before eight and I was going back again, which that's means he'll funny. come back. Anyway, I'm going to keep an eye on him. I think I need something <laughs> reporter to catch him. But um, yeah, so our little Aguti, he's- The amount has changed. Back in the day, when I grew up uh, as a youngster, all our guys in Bodentown, the older men, you see them in the evenings at, at sunset, as you know, with mm -hmm. their shotguns slung, slung across their backs and their bikes. And those those are goodies that have that kind of luxury. Now they're free to rain. I saw a goodie chasing falls the other day, so that's uh, everything's changing. Yeah, well, some of them are free to rain. Trust me, I know a lot of Caymanians that still love Cayman Rabbit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep this one safe. Because yeah. even my cousin yesterday was like, yeah, I come and look my for mom, that. My mom loved that, boy. I, I don't like it, but she loved it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, my cousin's like, yeah, I come in to look for your Gucci. And I said, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, Ozzy, there is this question of um, allegiances and alliances and everybody in the background is, oh, this person's talking to this person and groups are talking to each other and... Um, anyone who's anybody right now in the world of politics knows that there are discussions that are happening behind the scenes. Now, I'm not always privy to tell you the details of those, although I may know because I talk to a lot of people, 
I think the bottom line is people are keen to put the right people in. So the first step is getting elected. The second step is who will form the government and who, you know, who will be working with whom. And the question has been put to you before about your allegiance to the progressives. And I think if we dig a little bit deeper into, um, you know, why you left the progressives, why you cut ties with them, Mm -hmm. people might have a better sense of exactly where you stand in terms of that issue. So what happened in a nutshell between you and the progressives? Because listen, the progressives seems to have a lot of power. So we've seen Kenneth Ryan, for example, he's waiting in the wings. We're going to bring Kenneth in a little bit. He has left the progressives. Um, uh, uh, Alva Saku has left the progressives. Now there are talks that Alva is back into the progressive fold. So people always wonder that this power that they seem to have over people, I don't know if it's Alden's personal charm or what exactly does it, but um, it seems to pull people back in that there is a draw that the progressive seems to have over otherwise right-thinking individuals. Let's talk about why you left the progressives and um, will they be able to draw you back into the fold? Hey, thank you, Sunday, and good morning to everyone uh, watching and listening. If I could back up, permit me to back up one second and just uh, say once again, thank you for the folks that nominated me yesterday. Thank you to all the folks that came out and supported, and also to congratulate all who have put themselves forward, whether it is an incumbent or someone new. Uh, congratulate all of you because it is a big step. It's a large commitment. It puts you and your families at great sacrifice, and you know everyone should be applauded, whether they're worthy of office or not, whether they have the capability for office or not, the fact that you're taking a stand for what you see as issues that concern you and your country, everyone should be applauded, first of all, for that. So I just want to make that clear. I listened to Mario just now, and I want to congratulate him for taking a bold step and leaving his steady employment um, and making uh, going up against what is a, a political giant in West Bay. Uh, that's not an easy task, but he's he's fought that fight a few times and, and come out on the losing end. So I'm I'm pulling for him this time. Uh, so having said that, now uh, if you could go back to your question, Sandy, uh, concerning myself and the progressives, I, I I've said this before, but uh, the when when we lost the elections in in 2017, myself and Minister Panton and Minister Archer. Um, That was three members of cabinet that were removed from the ticket. Uh, The progressives, I guess, uh, found themselves strapped to put together what has now become known as the coalition government, the the unity coalition government. And one of the things that was done at that time was to go to West Bay and basically used Mr. Bush and, and his uh, colleagues at the time, it was both Bernie and Captain Eugene uh, to form the coalition. Now, I can't second guess why that was done because at that time I was I'd taken a back seat, as it were, and the party is not an active party. I wanna make that clear. The party is not functioning as a party. There's an executive, 
and there's the premier. Okay, and there's some movers and shakers around the place. But in terms of the party functioning as the party that I became a member of, which is a party with a large number of members, a national council, and an executive, which should meet on a regular basis. The, the executive should meet at least monthly, and the national council should meet a few times a year, where you have the general members uh, provide their input and get feedback and and hear from from the leaders. Uh, all of that structure, which was properly con properly constituted uh, with the progressives or the PPM back in 2000 and. 2001, I think it happened when the original form. The, the, the party was formed and formed on the right basis, under the right guidelines. A lot of good people were involved, and we had wide support, island-wide, a good cross-section of people from the Cayman Islands. And like I, I always said, if the PPM didn't work, I couldn't see any other structure working because it was, to me, at the time, what I everything that needed to be a grounds up movement, and that's why it was called a people's progressive movement. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we then uh, rebranded ourselves in 2013 as the progressives, but it was it always be the PPM. Um, so the the coalition was formed, and it was formed, as I said, with the assistance of, of the West Bay members. Mm -hmm. Well, that was the first. Um, how should I say the first the first bone broken in, in my back because I have always been on the opposite side of the fence from uh, politically from Mr. Bush like Mario I have a, a social uh, relationship with Mr. Bush I respect a lot of the things that he's done and came on over the long tenure and we can't argue with that, but he's also brought his office into disrepute on a number of occasions, whether as an MP or lately as the speaker. So anyway, uh, this was before this latest incident, of course, um, Mr. Bush was 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 courted and, and, and absorbed and, and made a part of the coalition government and, and put in a position as speaker. Mm -hmm. So I distanced myself even further at that time. Uh, and then of course, came the sad event of uh, the, the unfortunate incident with him, which is public knowledge, where he was uh, convicted and char charged and convicted of assault in a public place on a female. Um, Sandra, I'm a, I came from a single parent, a mother, who interestingly was Mr. Bush's good friend. Um, I was taught to respect the female gender. I respect ladies. Yes, I had my blip on the screen, and I've apologized for that. Where I, you know, while in office, I exploded out of frustration and uh, let out a few choice words. And I can't be. There's nothing I can say that will say that I was right. That was the wrong course of action, and that is something I will forever. Uh, have over my head as it were, but I can, I'm human and to hum, to err is human. And I certainly made a mistake, but uh, that's a long way from and a, a far distance from, from what uh, happened with Mr. Bush. So when, when this happened, of course, I, I myself and Minister Panton, both of us felt very strongly about it. And it was at that point that we resigned from the PPM. 
still have a lot of friends uh, that are close to the PPM or elected under the PPM uh, banner. But in terms of me being a part of the PPM, uh, that is no longer the case. And I am not out here parading as a PPM in disguise. I am here as Ozzy, as someone who cares deeply for Cayman and Caymanians. I started my political career as an independent in 2000. Some of you may not know that. Some of you may not have been born. But uh, that's a long time ago, 21 years ago. And uh, I started and, and had a good run with a small committee back then. And the Caymanian political landscape has changed a lot since that time. And uh, you know, I'm here now with Minister Panton and Mr. Bowden. Two people of integrity, two people that I know got my back and I got theirs. And that's a good feeling when you have that loyalty and you have that support. And we may not be 10, we're only three, but we are, as you said, it's no secret that we have to talk and find people of, of like mind mm -hmm. and try and put together uh, the sufficient numbers because it will take people that can work together you know, one of the things that the premier says, and I know that this is something that he says and he, and he rightly says, is that it takes organization to, to form a government. And you you can't come together with a bunch of different agendas and have a, a government because it's not, it's not going to last long, put it that way. Uh, you have to come and trash it out beforehand that you are on a similar platform. Every single issue may not be nailed down. Every single issue may not be the same. But I believe Cayman has always had, if you think back, Cayman has been uh, a, always a, a bunch of independent, uh, in, except for the recent years of UDP and PPM. And then way back in the early days with Mr. Armand Panton and, and, and the party system back then, if you think about it, we've had, yes, we've had uh, teams, but there's always been a certain amount a degree of uh, independent-minded thinkers. And I think that's a good thing. I think it's healthy. I think that you can, those people, as long as they're respectful enough and professional enough, they can sit at a table, okay? You're gonna, you're gonna have what you call your caucus, and then you're gonna have your cabinet. And if, and if you have professional people, for instance, Mario, Mario Evans, uh, Mario and I may, may have some issues that are slightly different. But Mario and I have the respect for each other that if we we should be able to sit and respect each other's views as two educated people, two Caymanian people that want the best for these islands and trash out a solution. There is no need for us to have a huge disagreement and a breakup of a government over it. So yes, I know that we'll be, you know, the independents are gonna be, oh, you can't form a government because you're independent. They have an independent form government now. Mm -hmm. So it is talking out of both sides of your mouth, and it's, it's political rhetoric. It's smart. Uh, give the, the premier credit. He's he's shrewd. He's he's a he's a veteran politician. He's my my friend forever, a long time, and uh, I know the man. I know the way he thinks, and he he's he's going to pound that from the platform, and he's going to make sure that these people pound it. But the truth is that I think we can have a body of independent-minded people. Some some may be as as myself and Minister Panton, uh, or former Minister Panton, we, we, we have a, a, a team and naturally we're gonna have our own little platform. And you may have another two or three people and another two or three people, whatever it takes to put together this coalition. 
but it's going to be a coalition. There's no, the party system in Cayman, as it were, in the last, what, 20, 20 plus years is, is non-existent. We, we, we should not even be talking about UDP, CDP, or PPM because they don't exist. It, it's a fallacy for anyone to make you believe that there is an active party system in Cayman right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. Well, thank you for, um, Ozzy, that very comprehensive response to the question. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's interesting that the current leadership um and i want to talk about something that actually came up yesterday because this was this kind of threw me for a bit of a a loop but you know the the current leadership uh mr mclaughlin premier mclaughlin has said you know basically elect us because uh we've been here and i guess that, that that's enough to um to get the job done and that they have a system that in their mind seems to be working. We're gonna talk about in terms of the real uh, concerns about the people of this country is the people are saying it's not working for them. I mean, exactly. I don't know exactly. who says it's working. Maybe he's just talking about it's working for certain special interest members of the progressives, I don't know. But the average person on the street has some real concerns about how this country is moving forward. So this concept that, you know, we've been here um, and that should have a lot of, um, that should be given a lot of credit, just elect us because we're already working together, seems a bit flawed. But um, I want to talk about something that apparently he said yesterday that had me very, very confused. And I don't know, I'm not asking you really to go into the heads of, of Mr. McLaughlin, because we know that might be a challenge um, for any of us to necessarily understand who he thinks. But Ozzy, uh, help help me with, with this one, because you've been around him. Uh, you were in the progressives, the PPM. You and I were there from the very beginning, as I recall. This is a quote by another media house whereby Mr. McLaughlin is now um, saying that he has plans, he keeps talking about this coalition um, campaign that he's going to be running, which is just a fancy way, and I've said this before for the benefit of our listeners, when you cut the fat from it and you get down to the cold hard truth, this coalition campaign is a fancy way of saying, listen, we know we're going to lose some of our existing coalition members. We're going to lose probably some PPM seats. We're not going to have the majority support of the voters at the polls. So we're going into the election already admitting defeat. That's what he really means when he says coalition campaign. That's what he's running, right? A half-assed campaign on the basis that he's going to have to form a government with other people. So he's been working hard behind the scenes, um, doing a lot of talking, and trying to um, court a lot of people, a lot of independents. So he even went to East End. We reported that exclusively last week, prompting the East End candidate, Mr. Um, Isaac Rankin, to then issue a statement. But I wanna focus on this quote that, um, big shout out to Wendy over at CNS, that she has here from Mr. Bush after he was nominated yesterday. So this is fresh off of the, um, of the nomination. From, from Premier, not Mr. Bush. I'm sorry, from the Premier, Alden McLaughlin. Yes, thank you so much. Um, so he says, uh, the, the story says here that um, nevertheless, McLaughlin was extremely confident that the progressives will once again have the largest group 
which didn't happen last time, so I'm confused by that, and will be able to form the next government. And for the first time during the campaign, McLaughlin said in response to questions from the media that the PPM-led coalition campaign did not involve McKeever Bush. I am confused. What does he mean it doesn't involve McKeever Bush? The premier just pulled apart the entire country by calling an early campaign. And now, and that was on the basis of he did not want to hold a vote of no confidence against Mr. Bush, which slice it any way you want. It's still a, a slice that people are like, listen, obviously he is seeking to protect Mr. Bush at all costs and by not addressing the issue. So how do you, how do you just oppose that against what he is now saying that he is mounting a coalition campaign that doesn't include Mr. Bush? What, what does he mean by that? Sandy, boy, you put me in a tough one here now. Okay. Let's, let's, let's try to, let's try to, 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 to shed some light on it. I, I can't tell you exactly what Premier means. Yeah. But here's here's yeah. my take, okay? From the time I came into politics and got involved with the PPM, 2001 when the coup took place, McKeever led coup against Kirk Tickets, okay? Bottom line. Mm -hmm. I got involved shortly after the five good people formed the PPM. Mr. Anthony Eaton, Ms. Edna Moyle of Blessed Memory, Alden, Kurt Tibbetts, and I think it's, was it Ms. Lucille? Was, was that, a, I think yeah. that's the five. She, she reminded me yesterday that she was one of the- Yes, that's, that's the famous, that's the fabulous five, right? Yes. Um, and I came on right on the heels of that. So as soon as they they came together to, to, to say, well, we need a party in response to this, UDP that's just been formed and Kiva Bush. Mm -hmm. um, I was the second batch and probably yourself. Uh, we came right on the heels of all that. Mm -hmm. And we started to meet. And I remember meeting down in Kuroid, I think, in Mr. Graham Thompson's old house, which is now some some apartments sit on that land, right next to Allen's, uh, where Al grew up. Mm -hmm. Okay, so needless to say, there was no love loss between uh, Mr. Bush and Mr. Tibbetts and Al, who was his right hand at the time. Mm -hmm. So that history has come up 21 years. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that divide has, was maintained, the, progress, the PPM, the progressives, the UDP, the CDP, always that divide. So the coalition saw for the first time two people that were, were at odds who even had a lawsuit between them coming together under one umbrella. Mm -hmm. so everybody said, oh my God, this is, wow. Politics is a strange business. And, and here we have the two polarizing forces coming together to form a government. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I don't condemn anyone because we are all Caymanians and at the end of the day, we have to live here and we have to work together. And if they were big enough men to put aside their differences, so be it. Okay, so now we arrive at now. 
And we had the situation where the premier, obviously, in his wisdom, did not want to throw Mr. the speaker under the bus. Basically, mm -hmm. he called an early election to avoid that. And I think that a lot of people lost a lot of respect for the premier doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, now we have nominations and we have people campaigning. So we have the premier looking to form his group around him. And my understanding is that we have Mr. Bush, who's an old soldier in this army and who is a veteran politician and knows every trick in the book, mm -hmm. looking to form his group. Mm. Now, <laughs> here is where the rubber hits the road. Are the Caymanian people being deceived by this? Is this a plan? Mm -hmm. Is this a genuine breakup, divorce again? Yes. Or who's to say that you get your five, I get my five, and together we got our ten. Now, I've served with these good gentlemen. I've not on this, not in the same government as Mr. Bush, but in the parliament with him twice. Mm -hmm. In government twice with the premier, and as I said, 40 years of friendship. Now, I kind of know a little bit about how they think, and I don't put it past either one of them because the parliament is a bit of a fraternity. They look out for each other in terms of if they feel they're on that tack. Mm -hmm. And those who are in there want to stay in there to the best of their ability. Right. Now, I can't tell you that those two good gentlemen will not see it fit to marry again after mm -hmm. the elections. I can't tell the people of Cayman that. What I can tell the people of Cayman Islands is to be wary of both mm. and to not take any sides at this point because the common word I am getting on the street and I have been on the street, believe you me, at least in my constituency, mm -hmm. is that they both need to go mm -hmm. <laughs> because of actions taken to protect one another and because of actions taken on their own. Yes. You know, I my I've I've been a loyal friend and soldier to the premier ever since. And I know I may get shot down for this. But you know, he hasn't extended that loyalty back to me. Mm -hmm. so I, mm -hmm. You know, the way I see him defending the incumbent here in Bond Down East, I wish, I wish. I wish I had a fraction of that support when I was there with him. Hmm. And he came up here the other day, a few weeks ago at the White House for mm -hmm. a function with the incumbent. And he said clearly, he made a statement at that function. And many, many, many of my supporters and the younger people have taken note of it. I can tell the premier that. Where he said that they were halfway across the river and should not be turned back and you should not change a good thing. And basically, to ignore, his words were to ignore education and experience and who's the right man for the job and mm -hmm. to leave him at what he has because he's happy with that. You yep. know what that tells me? The premier wants people around him that are backslappers, 
and kowtors to his policies and to his views. Osborne Borden has never been that type of person. Yep. And I am not going to my grave being that kind of person. Amen. I see. I see. I love the Cayman Islands. I love my people, but I stand on my own two feet and I have my own head. Yes. It's a big enough head to have a little sense in it. I'm, br I'm bringing uh, Kenneth Bryan on because I see Kenneth in his garden this morning. And hey, Kenneth. Kenneth shaking his head in agreement. Morning, Ozzy. Morning, morning, well, Kenneth. Hello. So let me back up a little bit. Yeah, Ozzy got straight to the point this morning. Let me back up a little speaking bit. Speaking some gospel this morning, yeah, brother. Only way I know to speak it, guys. I can't. You're speaking it. the truth. I tell you, man, on point. Um, Ozzy, I had both my kaboom button from mic drop and my hallelujah button ready for you this morning. <laughs> Trust me, you just came with the truth. Uh, Guys, I, when I made this decision, I knew it was going to be a rough road, and I was ready for this because they said the description of insanity is if you do the same thing every day and expect a different result. We're going to have to make some changes in Cayman. We need to stand up and talk it and speak it for our people. I am not out there for the past eight weeks knocking on people's doors, feeling their pain and their suffering, and coming here to be a hypocrite and to play politics. I am here. Okay, man needs statesmen. It's time for us to really have some statesmen and women in Cayman. And yes. the time is now. And COVID, the pandemic, has given us the opportunity to fix a lot of things. Amen, brother. Let's back up a little bit. Uh, Sue says, can't put the wrong people in the wrong ministries. It's crazy how Alden did that the last time. Uh, yes, thrash things out. Talk about it. Talk about the agreements. Siobhan says, yep, precisely, Ozzy. Even a lie repeated enough times becomes the truth. Yes. Yes, Oline is watching us. Uh, Mitzi says he's even been to North Side. So the premier has been from the east it's to the north. <laughs> and in between. So let me say this, Ozzy. I'm very, very pleased that you um, reminded us, the good people of the Cayman Islands, of the long history with um, the remnants of the UDP. Basically, they just renamed themselves. Only God knows why. Um, the parties didn't change. The mentality didn't change. It's still the same UDP. Now they're the CDP. Um, I think they just wanted to work in the name Cayman into their party name, and that's why they did that. Uh, but even the, the early days of how the progressives, formerly the People's um, Progressive Movement, got started was a direct result of Mr. McKeever Bush and his actions at the time. And what he had done by removing um, Mr. Um, Kurt Tibbetts as leader of government business. And the things that he had to say about Kurt Tibbetts at that time were the most. Oh, Kurt Tibbetts is a sloppy drunk. He's this, he's that. All he does is hang out at Dirty Reeds. Do you guys even remember where Dirty Reeds was? There's a whole landscape. The building is gone. The road is gone. You might not remember it. But trust me, these were the allegations that um, now Speaker of the House used to throw at Mr. Bush, uh, Mr. Um, Tibbetts all the time. So much so he mounted enough people to remove Kurt Tibbetts as leader of government business. Couldn't be stand by Alden, according to him at the time. The twins, David and uh, Christopher, couldn't stand him. I mean, every day the twins, one of the twins, I don't know which one, but at least one of them, if not both, would get on the radio, would lambast Mr. Bush. He has no integrity. He has no this. He has no that. 
vote him out. Don't support the CDP. Don't support the UDP. And that went on for many, many years. These were two parties who couldn't be more juxtapo juxtaposed. It was like oil and water. And then when you get to more recent events, we see the um, premier somehow in his mind being able to put all of those things together and forming a coalition government with the same individual that he lambasted for years. Now, th this is where my little emoji con, this image here is most appropriate. Okay, this is, this is that like look on his face like really? And sometimes I feel like I have to use this on the premier himself. <laughs> What on earth? How did this ever happen? Well, well you know, the world of politics is, is funny business. I'm actually trying to look for that coalition photo again because we had it up here the other day of all the horse trading that went on the last time. Sanjay, if, if, I, if I could add a yeah. little something to, to this narrative because I tried to warn you about this about three weeks ago because I yes. saw it coming. Right? Mm -hmm. um, Ozzy said some so, so many truths this morning, and I'm so glad that he did, because I know it's not only me thinking so. But mm -hmm. the, the reason why they, they join hands together is because there has been a movement to move away from the party system. And the only way that they could have survived in the first place was banding together. If they had stayed apart, the, the party system wouldn't even be a discussion today it would have been all independence everybody would have run away from all the parties because like what Ozzy said they're not operating correctly parties mm -hmm. can work you know but the principles yeah. around party system are never abided by uh, the, yeah. the constitution that is there you're supposed to be held to the principles of the constitution not the person that's in charge of it and that's what happens that's in the right. progressives um, mm -hmm. I, 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 think, I think that the reason how I knew that this whole narrative was going to happen with the early elections and all that is, and that you, you now hear the premier is saying, oh, he's not going to have anything with Mr. Bush. Mm. Here's what I believe the strategy is of the Honorable Premier. And like Ozzy said, and I agree, he's a very smart politician. Don't you take your eyes off of Mr. McLaughlin. Mm -hmm. He mm -hmm. does not want to go into an election. Mm-hmm fighting against Mr. Bush. Right. Because the party is already weak. He could not afford to piss off Mr. Bush because he would be surely done now. I mean, he's already admitted defeat by saying he can't even run a slate that can form, form a government. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I, I'm, I'm waiting to hear what his argument is going to be about you have to run a party because they can't form a government. Like Ozzy said again, truth and truth, um, the cold hard truth, should I say, because mm -hmm. that narrative is no longer going to work. But the plan was, he knew that the circumstances, and I knew as well, nobody wants to go into another term having a matter which is perceived across the island as a, 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 an assault on a woman um, mm -hmm. and, and, and all the negative things that come along with it in the next administration. Mm -hmm. I would be blown away. Any 10 people who make the majority puts mm -hmm. Mr. Bush back as speaker. And Mr. the premier knows that. But mm -hmm. what he had to decide is, okay, if I oust this man now, I know Mr. Bush, and all of us know Mr. Bush, he's a political animal. He's going to come, skeletons are going to come up, all kind of chatter is going to happen, and then you have Mr. Bush coming after the progressives as well. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. he's already having a war now with the independent newcomers who have a mind of their own. Like what Ozzy said, we're not going to be dictated to. And Ozzy, you are so right. That last point about Alan only wants to put people around him that will just do as they are told. He never wants to attract people who are strong in their own thoughts and stand on their own two feet. He mm -hmm. wants yes people. And, yeah. and I tell you the truth, I, I, yes. I know some candidates who've been... Can I, let me just stick a little pin in there. That is why he's choosing Roy McTaggart as the next leader of the PPM. Because Roy is a nice man yep. and he's a yes man. And Alden will be behind the scenes like the puppet master pulling all of Roy's strings mm -hmm. and telling Roy what to do. And we saw it last week with Roy. When asked what his position was on, yep. on the whole Nikiva Bush situation, what did Roy do? Roy looked at Alden like a child would look at his parent. I'm with Alden, whatever Alden said. And that answered the question. Listen to this one, guys. It's, 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 a, it's a little little humor to it, but it's true. I think Al has become a ventriloquist because... <laughs> Okay. He has appeared with my incumbent and uh -huh. he's appeared with 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 Miss Bush on her announcing she's not running again. My good friend. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yes. And each time he's done all of the speaking which is supposed to be coming out of their mouths. Mm. Come on, guys. Al is, Al is showing that he is in control and he's running things. And he wants to remain, although he can't be premier again, he wants to remain in control, as Ken just said. Yes. And that's why people often use the word narcissism to describe the premier. Um, I don't think he's had a formal diagnosis as being a narcissist, but that is one of the very things that narcissists do. Their need to be in constant control of everyone and everything means that they yeah. will do exactly yeah. what they did. I mean, who the heck calls a press conference, first of all, to announce that you're no longer going to be running in politics? That's never happened before. That was just super weird. But yeah. you do it, and then you sit there like a good little girl. You let Alden speak your praises. Alden read a prepare speech. Alden do everything. When you're asked direct questions, Tara, are you going to be doing X, Y, Z? You can't even respond. You say, well, I won't speculate. And then Alden jumps in and said, well, I'll answer it. I was like, what the heck is going on here? But you're absolutely right, Ozzy. This is all about power and control. I mean, the, 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 reset, the reset thing with the minister up here with the latest roof. I, mm -hmm. I don't remember the minister answering. Nope, he didn't. You're right about that. Alden made the statement. I mean, we got to wake up, okay, man. We got to wake up. Yeah. Well, um, I think that even um, Kenneth Bryan has been a victim of wanting to stand in his own two feet and wanting to have his own voice. And that's why Alden McLaughlin fired him years ago because he dared to be in the community. He dared to have been out there working in the ground. He was getting a little bit too much traction, a little bit too much well-liked and uh, speaking up. And Alden was like, uh-uh, we can't have that. So under the guise, under the auspices of supposedly, oh, he has a court case, so I can't be tainted by that. Now, mind you, he doesn't mind being tainted by a woman beater. Imagine. He was tainted by a woman defender at the time. Kenneth was defending a woman against a domestic abuse situation that was happening in public. Yeah. And the police got involved, not fully understanding what was happening. He yeah. wouldn't be tainted by that, but he will be tainted by what the court has described 
in the judge's sentencing statement as an unprovoked vicious attack. He would rather be tainted by that. I mean, sometimes I feel like our politicians have lost their minds. They've lost the plot. Well, uh, well if I can say this, Sandra. Go ahead, go ahead, Mr. Mr. Barney, go ahead first. It, it, it begs the question, not long, Ken, thanks. It begs the question, is there something that they're afraid of each other disclosing on the other? What, what is this marriage that, that seems to be a love-hate relationship? Why, why do I always have to kowtow to you? Why, why can't I come up against you the way that I used to? Yes, and let, let's talk about that because, um, you know, I, I did find the photo again. I want to read some of some of the comments here, because even Sanya makes an interesting comment. So this was the initial, um, what would have been, I guess, the initial uh, government. And then this- That was the second one. This was the second one. God, I couldn't even keep up. Yeah. <laughs> and then this fell apart. And then there was a third one that came in, which um, was led by, because as you can see, the premier is nowhere in this one. There was then a second one that came up that was then led by um, the premier and eventually came the United um, what is it called? Unity, Unity Coalition. Yes. So let's look at some of these comments because I think the comments are very, very telling. So Sanya says that I was a member of the progressives, followed them everywhere like a wounded puppy, getting into many battles with friends and loved ones until I wised up and realized all that glitters is not gold. Some good people are still running with them. Good luck, Ozzy. As Siobhan says, they both need to go. Uh, Anne agrees that Ozzy is telling us something that we can understand and quite frankly that the people need to know. Cameron always has a good sense of humor, says that you're making this sound like a rom romance novel. But to Cameron's point about it being a divorce, listen, sometimes marriages of convenience, and we know all about those in the Cayman Islands, um, they will appear on the one side to be having a breakup that is only temporary to achieve a certain goal. And that is what I believe as well is happening here with this latest statement that this coalition campaign does not include Mr. Bush. I think that's a bunch of hoshwag, to be honest. Um, I do but, not. You know, Sandra, I, I, I don't, I don't see it. I like, I genuinely believe that, Mr. Allen is saying to the people that he no longer wants to be a part of Mr. Bush. Because I, I'm assuming one thing about um, the premier is he's going to do his numbers. They've done their surveys already yeah, and seen the significance of this. Um, but, but sometimes I'm a bit naive because I never for one second ever thought Alden and Mr. Bush would have joined hands. That's so, true. hey, I, I sometimes I need to slap myself and say, can I stop being so naive? These, these, yeah. these, um, these men have been in this game long and I've so only been in it for four years, but I can't exactly. see it. Who, who, who would want something like that being distraction from the very important issues that the country has to face for four years, have it hanging over their head. I just don't well, see it. I can't see the past one year and it didn't, it didn't move Alden to do the right thing. But to your point, Kenneth, um, I think that you're absolutely right about how politically, I don't really want to use the term savvy because it's more like politically savage that Alden McLaughlin is and that he will say and do whatever it takes to get back into power. Um, in fact, remember now what David the twin has said, who, as I stated earlier, both him and his brother have vehemently over the years spoken out against Mr. Bush 
um, for what they called corruption and all sorts of things. He now said after the unity government was formed with Mr. Bush, that sometimes you have to swallow your own vomit. That was the disgusting analogy that he used to describe um, what he had to do. Now, I don't know if any of you guys have ever thrown up before, but trust me, the last thing anybody in their right mind wants to do is swallow your own vomit. That's disgusting. And it will make you physically sick to actually have to do that. But the imagery that he's conveying with that is that they will do anything to stay in power. And that's the bottom line. It doesn't matter coalition with who. So I agree with you, Kenneth. Um, I think Ozzy might have gotten kicked out of the stream. He's back. But I agree with you, Kenneth. Um, this is all about the numbers. So West Bay is weak. Yeah. Right? A lot of people are hoping that Mario can take uh, Makiva out. But even if Makiva Bush remains and we look at the other plays that are happening, Kathy Ann Wilkes, winner. Okay, I'm calling the winner circle here today. Kathy Ann Wilkes, winner. Um, Bernie Bush, that's going to be a tight race between him and uh, Rowley. But a lot of West Bayers are telling me that Bernie's got it, that Bernie is going to remain in his seat. If for no other reason than the fact that they don't want this CDP government to be able to reformulate itself. Now, the one unknown is what's going to happen in West Bay South. And this is where the rumor mill, I can tell you last night, people were calling me on the phone and people were you know, having all sorts of discussions. This is where now the rumor mill is a little bit like uncertain because people are saying, listen, there is one of the two individuals running in the district of West Bay South who is aligned already and willing to work with the CDP and work with the progressives. And that is a problem. Well, so, well, Sandra, Sandra, allow me to give you some core hard truth here. Yes, I think it's I fair like that it I defend, defend and, and put some truth to Mr. Raul uh, Cole Nixon. Um, yes. I've been speaking to him because I like his style. I like his approach. Um, um, and, and we had discussions. And I, I told him uh, that, listen, this battle about Mr. Bush was from a political perspective, just giving him some advice to try to, to win, right? Don't take mm -hmm. on these monsters. It's the, it's, it's the problem for, for the country, but for the 19 members. Hold us responsible. I said, stay out of the way. Focus on Georgetown and West Bay South. That mm -hmm. was my advice to all the new members because this is a very nasty game that is being played. And he took his position. I said, all right, fine. I, I commend you for standing strong. And mm -hmm. when this rumor started coming out, he called me and he said, listen, man, Kenneth, I can't afford this, man. I want to stand for what is right. Now they're trying to taint me with Mr. Bush and this whole matter. So I know it's not Raul. I can tell you that now. Mm -hmm. So this is behind the scenes discussions. And, and, I, and I, I hope he doesn't mind me saying this, but I, I am certain he's not working with Mr. Bush in any capacity. Now, Andre is also a friend of mine that I know. I've had no conversations with him so far. So I don't know what's happening there. And I'm not suggesting that he's involved with Mr. Bush or not. But I'm going to, I'm just telling you from my conversations with Mr. Raul Nicholson Cole. And, and, and based on his statements before, it would be such a 360, so much so there would have to be a 720 for that to be happening now. So I don't I think it, it. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I, I tend to agree with you, Kenneth, as well. I agree with you. Yeah, because I tell you what, uh, Mr. Bush at last week, Thursday's meeting for Ralston said, oh, we're going to be having a surprise candidate in the district of Georgetown um, of West Bay South. And a lot of people are thinking, 
who is this surprise candidate? In fact, you will know Kenneth because you went to the meeting that people are saying, oh, well, Kenneth showed up at the West Bay meeting. Does that mean that he is supporting um, CDP and McKeever? And Kenneth rightfully pointed out, listen, that night I actually attended all four meetings that were going on. I came by Alex, I went by Sabrina's, and I went by the two in West Bay. So this is just about me as an MP, existing MP, taking a pulse of what is happening in the different districts and constituencies and meeting, hopping around to see exactly what's going on and who is saying what. And that is a thing that people do. But I think, now listen very, very carefully, right? Folks, pay attention because you're learning a lot this morning. I think that both Alvin and McKeever Bush are being duplicitous. You know what that fancy word means? A Spanish machete, okay? They will cut you from both sides to get what they want at the end of the day. So this big announcement that there's some big time candidate that's gonna be announced and then we don't hear anything more about it. Nomination day is coming on. There's only still two people working there. He's trying to discreetly or not discreetly, whatever, throw somebody under the bus in West Bay South that he knows has been in talks with them and is working with them. These boys have no loyalty whatsoever. You guys know, what, what's that song, um, Kenneth, about um, these hoes or something ain't loyal? I just hate to use that word, but that's <laughs> the name of the song. And when it comes to these MPs, I can use the same term for them. They ain't loyal, folks. They're only um. loyal to themselves, their paychecks, and the power plays that they're trying to make. Yeah. Well, Sandy, if I can say this, I... I think that's probably why I haven't been able to get very far politically so far is because I refuse to be a pawn. Um, and, and I'll be honest with you, I, some days I say to myself, it confuses it confuse me. Us, I go, are here? Huh? Yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. That's two of us. I, I say to myself, I say to myself, when the government was formed, it's like, here's a, a, a party, a group of people. I'm the one... Um, independent person right in the midst of the progressives, the government, right in the middle, surrounded by them. And I go, listen, I'm willing to work with anybody to help my people of my country and particularly that of Georgetown Central. And it confused me for a long time. I go, I'm willing to help you bring ideas. I'm on the ground, bring you a, a perspective that you don't see every day because I stay connected with the people in that capacity. Why wouldn't they want me a part of it? And, mm -hmm. and I go, ah, it makes sense. I can't be led like David. I won't just say yes because you say must say yes. So I, I, I get to live with it now. I go, the fact that they see me and say, I don't want to work with you is because they're afraid of my strength. They're afraid of my stance, that I stand for what my people stand for. And if they can't control you, they can't accomplish the, the ulterior motives that they want. So I totally, totally get it. I, it but, but I forgot I was going to say a point there, but I, I totally forgot what it was. But the, the progressives don't want, and, 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 and most political attitude has never been about the mature approach about things, but mm -hmm. the political survival. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Well, like, I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll be totally honest with you. Mm -hmm. and, and, and this is not something my advisor would ever say, don't say publicly, but you think that I want to have a fight with Mr. Bush, a man who is the godfather of the house? Mm -hmm. That's silliness. That's political suicide. And Alden is playing this 
playing playing the game and, and disguising it under something else. And you know what? I give him credit because we're going to sit here and talk about this in history 10 years from now going, oh, he was really smart. Whether it was beneficial for the people or not is a different question altogether. But he knows how to survive in some really political rough weather. Exactly. And look at the look at the issues we have facing us, but we have to sit here and talk about the two of them. And that's a sad thing, but um, as someone pointed out earlier, without giving the backdrop, you can't oftentimes put it in context and then move on to yes, talk about yes. the issues. So exactly, you know, that's, why I, where, that's um, why I did. That's why I did what I did this morning. Yeah, the country has been distracted by the actions of these two so-called leaders, and we have to recognize the danger of putting certain types of leaders in public office. So um, Robert Bodden says he's a full narcissist individual, narcissistic individual that gets turned on by the sound of his own voice. Um, CC says, boy, fire here today. Leroy says another Donald Trump. Um, Anne says by his own admittance, he does not like to lose. Richard takes it a step further and says that two are afraid of losing their seat at the Godfather's table. So some very, very um, interesting comments here today. Thank you, Venice. The candidates who's going to put its people first and control the cost of living should be who get our votes and the other little hiccups we can fix after. As for now, those are the two that should be priority. They should be priority, Venice, but like we said, Venice, sorry. But until we, um, like I said, there's only so much you can do if you keep electing the same people. The, the issues will... The issues that are important to the people will remain secondary to all of these personality conflicts and inner fighting and power plays that are happening. So this is why you've got to elect sensible people who are willing to put those things aside. Uh, Cameron makes the point that if we get any more woke, we're going to need Elvis and the Brack to pass a prescription to get back to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, remember uh, I love that one. Elvis is running on the no weed, no vote. So we know what kind of prescription Cameron is talking about. Uh, we have to wake up with a little puff puff. But um, Julie says, K-Man, better wake up. If not, dog is going to eat your supper. And we're all okay. Very- well, well, San- Sandra, can I say this? Can I say this for a second? Because there's some truth, some other truth that we're not talking about that, that affects us as independents as well. So yeah. Alden, the premier is 100% correct on one, on one thing, is that there needs to be a little bit more structure. Uh, and there needs to be a little bit more structure amongst us as independents as well, right? Absolutely. Because the people want to have an idea of what they're going to get in order to do that, even though what they're going to get with the progressives is not even a four, in my humble opinion, at least they know what it is, as opposed yeah. to not knowing what you're going to get on a scale of one to 10 at all, right? Yeah. So the, 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 the fear of knowing nothing is, is, is scarier than knowing what a four is offered by the current government. But, but we do not have ideological past in our political um, environment. Like, say, for instance, in the United States, you know what a Republican stands for and you know what a Democrat stands for. Their ideologies on, on you know, um, rights, human rights and, and freedom of self as opposed to more conservative approaches, religious aspects. Um, you know, um, one believes in, in, in allowing um, abortion, one believes not. Um, and one is more focused on labor matters, and one is more about business. Now, we don't have that difference here. So 
in order for us to have a true political party system, we don't have the separations in our political um, minds locally about two different groups. I mean, the, the one time that tried to happen with Dr. Frank McField, it, it just faded away with the whole Labour Party concept and the ideology behind Labour uh, um, politics. That didn't yeah. happen. So we're still going to have the personality traits. What I would like to be a part of is a group of people who create a structure of, of sentences together to say, these are the principal rules about how we make decisions. Yeah. And that we will stick to that and we hold each other accountable to that. If you ever make a decision outside the parameters of those principles, you cannot be a part of this organization. Now, you may call that a party, call it alliance. I don't care what you call it. I want structure because the people do deserve structure, but Absolutely. not the structure that is, being, that, that is being lied to by the people to say we're a party and we're structured. No, you're not. You're a dictator. You're a controller. And you are, what do you call it? Um, Jose, say it for me. A ventriloquist. Ventriloquist. Yes. Ventriloquist. That's exactly what we're getting. Puppet master. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, it's the truth. And he, know, he knows that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, Ken. You're, you're spot on with, with your comments. And I remember way back being when people would ask people, especially people from the outside, well, what are the difference between the UDP and the PPM? And no one could really say what the difference was, except one would say, well, I guess it's McKeever and the other would say it's Gart. Because it was all, it's, 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 it's almost built around those personalities, whoever leads at the time. And, yeah. and that, you know, that is something that we, we're, we're small and we're, we're very young in, in terms of political organization. But I think we can create a set of ideals that can make us stand out from another group. And that's what needs to happen. I totally agree with you. And I'm hoping to be a part of that. I hope you're a part of it too, Ken. Thanks, yep. Ben. Thanks. Cece says, listen, and she draws out that end, you know, listen, I can remember when these two, had, <laughs> when, when they used to dump Kiva about riding him and Donkey and who slept whole day at school and went to run the island. Then look, they joined hands. I died. So in other <laughs> words, in case you're not understanding the Caymanianism, um, her, her um, shock and disbelief at what has transpired is, um, you know, is what it is. So but let, me, let me say this, guys. I, I think there is a danger, and uh, Mario alluded to it earlier, alluded to it earlier, and, and Sandy, you spoke to it as well, about being in office too long. I think that he, I'm, I'm actually thankful that I've lost some elections and come out of office. Whether you want to call it a time away from politics, a break for personal reasons, whatever it is, you know what it's done for me? I've had two terms, thank thankfully, in government, one on the back bench, one on the front bench. But each time that I've come away from politics, it's as if you're refreshing your computer. It gives you a new perspective. You don't see, you, you know what I know? is that that job is not guaranteed to me. That job has been given to me to, for a period to represent my people at the very best of my ability. 
to run my leg of that relay the fastest I can run it and hand it over to the next generation. I am yeah. not there because I stake a claim to my seat. I am there at the bequest of my people and to serve them and to not create my own empire and my protection mechanism around me that I cannot be moved. If the people want me moved, then so be it. They will move me. It means that I've not done something right, whether it's I've worked too hard in ministerial posts to not spend enough time with them. I've not listened to their concerns. I've not returned their calls. I've acted inappropriately. Whatever they see. And the people at the end of the day are our employers. Government pays us when we get there with the people's money, but the people hire us yep. on April 14th. That, no mistakes about that. And the day that you yep. believe that you are bigger than that, and sadly, when you are there, 20, 25, 30 years, I yeah. think that we, we all talk about the coattail effect. I think when you reach that level of, of, of which I'll never reach because <laughs> I don't have time left to, to create any kind of coattail, I, I want to get there and do a job and, and make sure that Cayman is in a better place when I leave. But I think that you really start to lose focus because you can't see the wood for the trees. You're so caught up in the politics and in the manipulating and in the controlling aspect of things that you forget the job that you're there to do. Mm -hmm. Well, Anne weighs in. She says this morning show is awesome. We all needed to be reminded of the political history. I believe many of our voters don't know much of it. Uh, yep, we are learning much this morning. Um, Cece says... Well, Sandra, just... Sandra, if I can clarify one thing, because yes. it's something that is important to me mm -hmm. um, and then important to a friend of mine. I think you um, alluded to a another media house that was suggesting that I was in West Bay and there's this back plan or whatever uh, mm -hmm. with Mr. Bush. But they never did highlight the fact that I went to West Bay to endorse Kathy Wilkes. They didn't mm -hmm. say that I believe that she's the next generation as a representative for West Bay. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes as a former journalist, I allow media to you know, take its own course because sometimes I, one of the rules I was taught is, is when you make a mistake in media, you don't try to correct it because those who missed it the first time will definitely catch it the second time. She just yeah. get more yeah. attention to it. Right. That's right. So yeah, I was like, true. Oh, great. Here, here's this, yeah. here's this narrative now that, that, that I was in West Bay down there and I'm going to be the surprise candidate. And I go, you know what? I, it, it doesn't matter. I, Kathy knows. And, and I want the public to know that, uh, particularly those voters in West Bay. Kathy Wilkes is the next young generation of West Bay leaders. Mm -hmm. I, I love West Bay. West Bay is like a second home to me. A lot of people don't know that as a young man, I went to Bonaventure home. I had a lot mm -hmm. of struggles in my life as a young kid, and I spent two and a half years at the Bonaventure home. So the good people of West Bay have treated me with open arms. They took care of me. And, and West Bay is a unique location in our country. Nothing like West Bears. I'm telling you, they mm -hmm. they they back each other. They stand with each other, and when they love you, they love you. Yes. I I, I want West Bay to know that I I believe if you if you believe in in what I have done in the last four years or my style of politics, I've had intimate sit downs with Kathy politically. She understands. She loves you. She loves West Bay, and she's a fighter. I don't think she she. And I, I, by all means, I'm not older than her because we and her went to school at the same time. But I see a lot of me in her. 
And I want the people of West Bank to give her a chance. She deserves it. And I can promise you, if she gets in the house and I'm there, I'll never make her let you down, West Bay, because Kathy Wills is another future leader and she will do the best she can for West Bay. And I'll support her all I can because I genuinely have a special place in my heart for West Bay. And that's why sometimes people go, well, boy, you look like you in love with McKeever. Yes, I love McKeever because he's a Caymanian like me. He taught me a lot. And I don't like this whole political death that they try to do to each other because like Mr. Um, Ozzy had said, there is a fraternity element. I think many of them have to go, but I, I'm disappointed that we have to politically kill them. But sometimes it's deserving because they won't know when to leave. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't know when to, to say, okay, you know, let me pass it on. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, this is why I will always love Mr. Tibbetts, the Honorable Kirk D. T. Yep. Tibbetts, because he respectfully said, and, and you can see it in his, in his mind, in his heart, when he said, you know, the next generation is coming and maybe I can step back, build them and grow with them and, 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 and not try to stay on top of the mountain when there's big, strong, young, strapping people coming up to push me off and I'm not as strong as I used to be. Why try to fight it? Why don't I just say, okay, guys, let me give you a hand up. But when you get up here, this is how you stay at the top for your period of time, like Mr. Mr. Bond has said, and pass on the baton. But, you know, we, 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 we act in such immature behavior at the expense of the people because if we just took a better mature approach to these things, we can get back to the more important focus, which is the issues that are facing the people. And we have some serious ones. You realize that our country is being sold out. And when I say sold, I'm talking about literally sold. Caymanians are not going to be able to afford a piece of property. When you yeah. sell the land, and if you can't buy the land, you don't have a country anymore. The one thing that we stop had, selling the strength, the land. we got to stop, yeah, selling, stop land. selling your land. Yeah. Lease it out if you want to. Lease but, it, but we lease really, it. Yeah, I, I really, it. one of the key things that will be in my manifesto, and I will do so at my launch, which comes in two weeks, is the focus on preserving the protection of our ownership of our country. Because if we continue at this rate, I can promise you 30 years from now, it will no longer belong to us. Because if you don't have the land, which is the island itself, the rock, the sand, the breeze, the trees, you might as well say you don't have anything yeah. because we're losing our voting power well, already as it is. Mm -hmm. You've been reading me on my soapbox there. Might drop, okay. might drop. <laughs> Um, Sanya sends a message to you, says that uh, you are not a yes person and you love to take it to your people for advice about to leave the show. So I got to say it. Kenneth, you got this. Who they sent against you is a joke, but be vigilant. Keep your guard up. Ozzy, good luck again. Um, Cameron you. says when all Caymanians uh, are on board, we're not worried about bad weather. Thank God. All Anna is Caymanians. We feel you. Um, Cece says a lot more structure, not just a little bit. Alden and McKeeva both caught by surprise because they thought they were going to sail back in on the COVID management. They truly are on the surprise defense. Well, you know, people do have short-term memories and that's what they were counting on. Um, this government had all-time high records and I saw someone, big shout out to Jason Carter, saying that he supports Alden for the District of Red Bay because he's done such great things with COVID. And I challenged Jason to think about outside of the COVID pandemic. Let's give him a passing grade for that. I said, what else has he done? 
Because let me be very clear, all of us have had to work for someone else at some point in our lives. And you would never keep your job or get promoted if you only did one thing right. Think about it, right? You can't go to your boss and say, boss, uh, I show up every morning on time and that should be enough to keep me employed. Hmm, all right, well, let me pull up my report card. That's why when you do um, a review of your performance in an employment situation, they look at all sorts of things that collectively make up that review. It's not just one thing. So give them a passing grade on pandemic management, which by the way, for an island of how many square feet, how hard is it to create a bubble and to shut us down and tell you people to stay home and put the police at every corner to make sure that you do it? It wasn't really that much of a miracle. And folks, again, I need not remind you of how we started the pandemic with failures because the premier and his minister of tourism and that government was still begging the cruise ships to come in to our shores as of March. That's how we got patient number one. Had they done the right thing sooner, had they been paying attention to the pandemic sooner, uh, we were reporting on the pandemic. Go back. The articles are all there from February of last year. And the government did not actually mount a response until, get it straight, folks, CMR did an article that a COVID-infested ship allegedly was on its way to the Cayman Islands. Jamaica had turned it away, and they must have put that ship in full throttle because that got here in record time. I've never heard of a ship leaving Jamaica coming to Cayman within a few hours, not a ship of that size. And that was there that night about to dock. And you know why it didn't dock? Because trust me, I saw all the messages that Alden was sending out in his Red Bay community group Cussing CMR, but oh, we're causing the people to unnecessarily panic. Don't listen to us, blah, blah, blah. And by the time the ship was here, they had been, you remember? Yeah, it's, 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 on, it's on CMR. The record is there, folks. By the time the ship got here, the Port Authority had been instructed to not allow them to disembark because the outcry after our article was like, hold on, if Jamaica got enough sense to turn this ship away, why are we encouraging the ship? And even after we turned that particular ship away, the following day when the cruise lines, the same cruise lines we were going to allow to build this port if CPR hadn't stepped up their campaign, that same cruise line carnival, all of a sudden changed in their itinerary. We changed all that to try to punish the Caribbean countries that said, hold on a second. We're not so sure that we want your ships coming in right now with this pandemic. You know what they did? Well, we're going to start cutting you from our itinerary. They were doing us a favor, but guess what? The same government you claim and now, Jason, and I'm talking to people like you, so I'm not picking on you, cousin. I'm just telling you the cold hard truth. The same people like you who now believe that this government was doing such a great job have forgotten the plot. You have forgotten the cold hard truth of what actually transpired. Because Mr. Moses Kirkernel, Minister of Tourism, was on the phone with Carnival Cruise Line begging them to continue to come to our shores, even CNS covered it. Go look it up, folks. These are the facts. So you wanna talk about how great we have covered this pandemic? Let's go to the very beginning. Well, if I can say it, I know we're gonna run out. 
Who can, don't don't worry about no time, honey. Bunches of votes. I'm control of the bunch at a time, and you gonna have more than enough time here today. We're right, going well, to I know that you time. went seven hours yesterday straight, so I know you're not worried about the time. You guys going to We're going into overtime, but um, but you know, you know, the point that I'm trying to make is people have a very narrow field of view and they they narrowly only remember certain things and that is exactly what this government is banking on and that's why they called an early election kenneth if i can say like i mean i want to give credit where credit is true and i don't want to just sound repetitive because everybody keeps on saying this well they did good with covid yeah but it wasn't only the government the opposition the people everybody came together it's like say for instance they good did good after a hurricane you you you, that's what you were supposed to do it would have been sad if you did anything else um so you were right um but it's going to take us as mature people to say okay then yes i give you credit um that is that is a good thing you did well with the um um, the pandemic and you hold the other people who want to take their seats to say well you do the similar things that they did with the pandemic and be balanced and reserved with our opening and those kinds of things and, and how we're dealing with the COVID-19 relationship, mm-hmm. right? Um, so well, that there, can't be Ken, the only thing you run on. Ken, yeah. there's, yeah. you listed out the, the people just now, but there's one that is a glaring omission. I, I don't want you to leave them out, but the health professionals, those mm-hmm. are the real heroes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're, and, and, you're and right. Yeah, you're right. So, so people wanting to knight the the premier for doing his job. I was like, what? Well, li- I, listen. Hey, to each his own. Everybody has a different leader. So I'm not gonna blame those who see the premier as that. The premier has done a good a good lot of things as well. So, like I just like I said, Mr. Bush has done a lot of things. You can't take away the good. What you have no. to recognize is whether they've done good enough. And I say, if you were to to take away the pandemic from this administration, they failed outright, like a, a Z minus. Yeah. If the pand- the pandemic is the savior for them, because of course people are human beings and they think emotionally. And I go, oh, I feel safe. I'm I'm actually at death door, and this man is protecting my life. That's the last thought you had in your mind. But we challenge yourself, everybody. Take away the pandemic. How did you feel before that? Did you feel like you were being listened to? Or did you being, were you feel like you were being dictated to? Because that was the common trend up until the pandemic, that this government exactly. was a dictatorship type of government. Exactly. And that's what you're going to get again, because I trust the Lord, and I think we're going to get past this pandemic. Hopefully, within about a year, the world will get a handle on this. Medicine, scientists, uh, um, um, doctors, and the like will, will, will figure this out. But what, when that is figured out, what do you go back to? And you're going to go back to that dictatorship type of uh, government. And the, the premier himself has admitted to that. What? Well, check this out. It's a thing that blew my mind. And I, I, tell me I'm crazy here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. In response to the situation with Isaac in his 10, he says, um, Isaac is smart. He's trying to be a part of the government because he knows that the people of Easter will get nothing unless the member is a part of government. Mm-hmm. What you just did was admit to, um, what do you call that kind of politics in Jamaica again? What is it called again? Um, yeah, garrison uh, politics. Yeah. Where you say, if you're not a part of the government, we're going to starve yeah. your people exactly. if you're not a part of the government. And I refuse to accept that because it shows me that you've been starving the people of Georgetown Central and not wanting to do yeah. the things for people of Georgetown Central because you're immaturity about the people. That's we are right. here to represent all Caymanians. Right. 
And, you, and we sit there. Yes, we, Kenneth. We sit there. Sorry, sorry, Sandra. We yeah. sit there and hear this comment. We have to analyze what he is saying. He's saying Absolutely. that if you are not a part of government, That's right. that you are your constituency and your people, that you your children, the schools that they're in, the health care providers that you're in are not going to get anything because the only way you get something is being on the side of government. And that's what they have been doing for the last eight years, strategically hurting people to stay in power. And I tell you, I'm so disgusted. I Some days yeah. I, I blow my mind to know he actually says this stuff and don't think that people are going to analyze it yeah. and, and come yeah. back on him for and it. And this is why, um, to be quite yeah. frank, Kenneth, this is why I was so disappointed in, um, in Isaac for him to then say, you know, he wants to be part of the government in order to get something for the people of East End. What he should be speaking out about is the very style of politics that you're talking about, this garrison style of politics that would seek to disenfranchise an entire district just because your MP, your representative, after people have spoken, um, is not part of his government, is not necessarily aligned with him. You would rather see Caymanian suffer, right? This isn't about individual MPs, and this shouldn't it be it shouldn't even be about um, the ego of the premier. This should be about policies, initiatives, and decisions that benefit the people of the Cayman Islands. End of story, regardless of who the MP is. Yes. So for, for exactly. I to buy in and say, well, you know, um, he's running this whole campaign on the basis that we need someone who can get in there and work with the PPM and be part of this government to get East End back on the map because they've been suffering. Huh? Are you kidding me? And Isaac, you may not know the full story with the progressives, with PPM and with Alden, but I was there when it came down to two leaders, Alden and Arden as leaders of the PPM. Alden went behind the process that was set up by the progressives constitution at the time. Like I said, I was still a member and I was there. And he purposely undermined Arden and his ability to even get a fair vote within the party for who should be leader of that party. So in other words, <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. I, I, let me I, share I, some, I, some cool I, hard I, truth I, today. I, it's so crazy because people, people, I'm sorry, Sandra, let me try. I, I do apologize, right? Folks, you can talk, you know. the party system that you see and you believe yeah. happens is a lie. It's a farce. I remember, I remember when I wanted to run with them in 2013. Mm -hmm. My mm -hmm. same opponent today wanted to also run. Yeah. And I was a new green as can be member. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh my God, because you have to go through the constitutional process of the party. So I start reading up and, and I go, oh my God, I was hoping it was just going to be six members nominated because at that time it was six members. Was it six? Yeah, six. Six members nominated for town. Um, mm -hmm. And if there's a seventh one, then you have to go through this voting thing. And I go, what if I came last? And Alan said, don't worry, we got that covered. Mm -hmm. And for mm -hmm. me, I was like, what do you mean? Yeah. It was already set up. It was already set up. Exactly. And I was like, I was like, wow. Do not believe. And listen, I want to make sure this is clear. Because the progressive, the membership, the people, the good people, Caymanian people who signed up to the membership are the people who gave me a first chance in politics. And I love them. And, and I know they want to stand for what they believe in. It's yeah. not the, the, the people who follow them that's the problem, you know. 
Yeah. It's the leaders and those ones who are lying to them and giving them false lies every day. Exactly. And they want to believe in their leaders. They go, you know what, Alden? Okay, I believe yeah, you're you because we've been in this for so long. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. and, 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 the ones, and the ones who are supposed to stand up and say something go, no, you are wrong. And you're leading this yeah. party astray. Every one yeah. of them who stands up and says that gets kicked out. Every yeah. single one. No. Ozzy, no. uh, Sandra, Billy Adam, every one of them, Wayne yeah. Panton, no, all of them who stand up. Now you understand why I say there's no party and why yeah. I resign from the so-called party. Because yeah. it, to me, it is an insult to people's intelligence and to my Caymanian people to use them purely as an election tool. That's right. Do not come to me tool. four yeah. years time to come and have meetings, come with your ideas. Where were you coming to in the four years while I was there? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was not the way. Kenneth knows, you know, that's not the way the Constitution is set up. Exactly. It's supposed uh, exactly. to be an ongoing process. Come in there with, with their promised turtles, too. Trying to and order the, leadership change, order, order the leadership changes. Yeah. Progressing up the ranks. That's yep. what the party is about. Right. And that's parties right. are not bad. They bring structure. They bring organization. They give yeah. you surety. But certainly yeah. they should not be used just to get you elected. And and I'm going to bring in Cece. She's joining the conversation, folks. Let me remind you that you can join our show at any time that you'd like to by just logging to Cayman Mall Road Backstroke Talk Show. Um, let me just drop my little reggae rhythm before before I tell you something as well um, to Ozzy's point. Come a quit up on the live broadcast. Come a quit up on the live broadcast. This is the K-Man number one live talk show. Come a quit up where you go up on the news. Hey folks, remember that you can um, join the program. We're going to be bringing Cece in here shortly. But um, to, to Ozzy and Kenneth's point regarding, you know, the very lack of real... What's going on? Uh, freezing a little bit. A refreshing position for her to take. She would have told yeah. the people that she herself had full intentions of running in this election. Joey Hugh and Mo and um, Roy McTaggart were all vying for the leadership position of the progressives. The only question that, that was left is how is it that Roy McTaggart got selected as the next uh, appointed leader of the progressives when they've not even had a annual convention. Nomination. <laughs> no nominations, no nothing in uh, years. Thank you. Thank so you. she's sitting next to Alden, making Alden be her ventriloquist mouthpiece and not speaking the truth that they would have never put her in a position of power. And that was probably one of the factors that played into her mind to leave uh, the political arena entirely. She wanted to be leader of the PPM. Cece, what is on your mind this morning, honey? Good morning, everyone. Mr. Ozzy, Mr. Kenneth, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What my only thing that I have to ask, and I ask Caymanians, urge Caymanians to ask your representatives, mm -hmm. who are their sponsors? Because depending on who their sponsors are, they're obligated to those sponsors and that will determine our future. 
whether it's for the best interest of our Caymanians or it's the best interest of their pockets. Mm-hmm. I guarantee mm-hmm. you, if you were to ask uh, Mikiva, Alden, and a lot of them, who are their sponsors, you would get a Dr. Lee. They don't know. They're going dumb mm-hmm. for a minute because oh. it is ridiculous. We need people that will stand up for us. We are tired of hearing about jobs, broken promises. We're tired. We we are getting backbones, and we need our representatives to stand for us, not blacklist us to speaking how we feel. We need a change. And when I say a change, I want to be able to come out and speak my side, speak my opinions, and not be blacklisted from getting government jobs. Mm-hmm. And not be blacklisted from getting any form of jobs. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the way how Cayman is operating today, if I speak up, I'm being blacklisted. If I sit down and be quiet, we are suffering. I am tired. Like I tell Sandy, like I tell my mother, like I tell everyone. If I have to be that rotten egg who speaks out and lash for our Caymanians to get ahead and remember who did it. Mm-hmm. remember who stood up and said something when everybody else was afraid mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. I love what you all stand up for Mr. Oze I've always loved and respect you Kenneth no it's nothing but love my brother from another mother push for us we need you mm-hmm. I love anything new we need to go out with the old and in with the new because McKeever and Alden have gotten so comfortable Mm. I don't know how Mikiva think he's the us like he's untouchable. Mm-hmm. He needs to go. Set yeah. standards. We need a lot people, of people. people allow it. You understand? Yeah, look, at people, it. look at people that do less than assault that loses their job. You understand? Yeah. How does Mikiva yeah. still inside the house? How, yeah. how did Alden not stand up? I'm very disappointed in Miss Tara Rivers because as mm-hmm. a woman, you did nothing to support that lady who Mikiva assaulted. Yeah. I don't care what your position was. You were supposed to rock chair building, make people uncomfortable, stand up for what is right. Yes. Um, and you know, what, you know what she said? Um, thank you so much, Cindy, for those um, sentiments. Amen, Cindy. Amen. Yes. The interesting thing about um, Tara is even at last week's press conference, when I heard how she addressed that very question that was put to her by Wendy Ledger, Wendy had to coax her and said, okay, now you're coming out of politics. What is your position as it relates to Mr. Bush? And I want to read the comment. I'm just going to pull up the news story here in terms of what she actually said and how she responded. Um, I mean, it, it was shocking to see that Tara still doesn't get it. You know, um, everyone was thinking, right, you have nothing to lose politically. But Tara lives in a world, I guess, that she understands how the rules are played. Um, she's getting into corporate America, or corporate America, corporate Cayman. And, um, you know, maybe the people that she's going to work for, <clears throat> walkers, which she wouldn't admit to, um, you know, don't want her, they want to keep her silent as well. But she's going to learn, honey, whether you're in the world of politics, or corporate came in, your silence will never bode well for you in the long run. So this is what she said when pressed about McKeever Bush, um, that particular issue. Um, she said, there's one thing I learned in this life of politics. Well, thank God you at least learned one thing in eight, eight years as minister. 
Um, she says, there's one thing I learned in this life of politics is that there are times you speak your truth and there are times when your truth should speak for itself. What is this double speak? Because I don't know what the hell she's talking about. Well, 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 Sandra, if I can, I want, I want to say something in Tara's defense, if I can. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, because on, I, I, I like to, I get licks all the time, so I'm getting yeah. kind of used to it. My skin is getting a bit harder, right? Yeah, toughen up. I, by, by all means, <laughs> by all means, I don't ag agree with our approach with some in most things, right? But mm -hmm. with the political environment that we have and the vindictiveness that happens because of our lack of maturity to our political structure in this Cayman Islands, I don't blame her for being quiet. I, I think she's trying to get out of politics, take her hand out of the lion's mouth slowly and back away. Now, one of these days, I think she'll, she'll say what she has to say and mm -hmm. the truth of what uh, how she says. Mm -hmm. Everything going on politically, I, she has a family to take care of. She's a Caymanian, and I still love her because she's one of mine. She's a Caymanian. I don't care what people say about how bad they are. All of them members in there are my people. They're my brothers and they're my sisters. And I don't want to see a demise of any one of them. And I understand. I, I sat down and I thought, I tried my best to think about the, the, the back thinking, why people come to conclusions or decisions. Because she has obviously th thought about this too, going, you know, the people don't like the fact that I haven't said anything about the, the uh, assault on a woman. I'm a woman. She's thought about all that. Come on now. We know that she's done that. So what is the reasons? And why is she? Suppose she said, you know what? I don't want to affect my family. I still need to eat. I still need to live. I, 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 I can't stay alive in this political game because I've gotten so far and so deep into this, this puddle that I'm in. Maybe, you know what? Slowly back out and move on and maybe I can help my people in a different way because it's not what I thought it was. So I want to give her the benefit of the doubt. But, I don't um, want to know that. Let, let I don't me want to know that. Okay, go ahead. Let, let me address that point, right? Because I think it's a fair point. And I always like how you try to give people the benefit of the doubt. Bless your little soul because you're a good man. <laughs> However, and I, and I like to give people the benefit of the doubt to me now, but I come a little bit harder than you because my question to you, my automatic response to you would be, Kenneth, the rest of us who speak out and who have had a price to pay, and it has yeah. been a heavy price and a heavy burden, do we not have families to feed? Do we not have children? Do we not have homes and mortgages to pay? What makes Tom not everybody Tom wants to be the sacrifice? Not everybody wants to be the sacrifice. Let me tell you something, Sandra. I remember, I remember, I remind you of this, right? I made a sacrifice. I made a sacrifice one night to stand up for a woman that was being beaten, right? I lost my job. The bank was going to come from my house. Yes. I got two daughters. The bank was coming for my house. I couldn't pay my mortgage, Sandra. Right? Now, not a lot of people want to make that sacrifice. If you want to hold her accountable to say, you're not bold enough to stand, then that's a different thing. But I don't blame her for protecting. Okay. But, 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 but how, do, how do I... You should be bold enough to stand for the people, not about your, your own interests. So it will be, and you know it yourself, there will be political licks that you're going to take. There will be people saying all yeah. sorts of disparaging things about you in the world of politics. But when you get into the political arena, if you're not ready for that, don't get in. If you're not ready to sacrifice on a personal, professional um, you know, level, 
to yourself on behalf of the people, you should not be in the world of politics because that is what politics but, is about. But, 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 but then again, in, in the same vein, Sandra, in the same vein, when we take the sacrifices, media houses like yourself will be the first ones to say, okay, there's a severance for three months. If, in fact, you know the political environment is bad, that that gives you three months to go out and find another job, and then you complain about that, too. You, many people don't understand. Are they, are they, please back me up a little bit here, because sometimes people don't really understand the fullness of this uh, toxic environment and what you, me, and many of our families have to go through and how it affects you. Th thank God that some of the members have other businesses Exactly. They can survive off of. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I can, I can speak to that. Because it, it is what, good, what, what Ken is saying is that uh, oftentimes when, when you're out of the political arena, I'm fortunate to have a family business, a successful family business that sustains me and my family. But I've seen it very close to me. My good friend Alfonso, who I serve with, from 2005 to 2009. Exactly. When he, when he came out of office, let me tell you, he almost lost, but he, he did lose everything and he almost lost his mind. So mm -hmm. from that perspective, there is no argument. I think that you guys may be arguing two slightly different things though. And that Ken's point is very valid, but mm -hmm. then Sandy's point is from a woman's perspective, from a female's perspective, speaking up on what happened to a female and 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 and, and showing her because I don't think that that was going to cost her her job any sooner than it already has. Put it that way. So well, that, you, that, you don't know that could have been that maybe, could have been the whole arrangement. Maybe, maybe, maybe she was held to ransom. Uh, you stay quiet on this because otherwise we're you know. But I I can't sit here and, and guess that. But I, but I hear what you're saying, and Tara's my friend, and she has her family that needs to be fed as well. Yeah, um, this is but a rough, rough, rough is my point. Like I don't, I don't see her as anyone special, and as someone who has made the sacrifice over the years because I have been vocal and I've chosen to be vocal, that is a choice. I think that once you make that choice, you have to recognize that it comes with consequences, um, and real life consequences. Listen to me. Let me be very frank here. My husband was fired from a job that he did nothing wrong on. He was the top performer for the past four, almost going into five years. Every client, when they called, send Marlon to our job site. Why? Because CMR, which he doesn't even have anything to do with, except that he's my husband, did a story that was 100% accurate, 100% truthful about Kathy Williams allowing underage children in her house passing out, drinking alcohol, and one almost died and had to go to the emergency room. Because we dared to touch the rich, privileged expat community, because I dared to do that, she fired the biggest, the only power play she had, because she couldn't keep me shut up. The only power play she had is that she was a client of the company that my husband worked for, and she walked in there bold as she could be. Now, I know I said I'm not going to use no profanity and I'm going to stick to it, but I'm going to still give you guys the hardcore truth here today. She walked into this man's office, bold as she could be, and planted her rear end on his seat and said, fire Marlon Hill or you lose my contract with William Squared. And that happened. Mm. So we have been a one-income family for a very long time as a result of that. 
So nobody don't need to tell me about no sacrifices and what the consequences will be. That is just the more most recent one. I am mm. well aware of the consequences in this country. There's but no Sandra, you why I have not been able to get articles in this country, except for the fact that I'm a little bit too vocal. But, and but, 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 but Sandra, sometimes we ask about the quality of candidates that are coming to this arena, right? Mm -hmm. This is exactly why. You think somebody could be watching this right now, a young, strong Caymanian who's coming up saying, you know, I want to build a future. I want to give my family uh, an opportunity. I want my children to be exposed and not exposed to negativity. You think they're sitting down saying, oh, I want to be a politician today, knowing yeah. that this immature behavior that we, 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 we eat each other alive for breakfast, that they want yeah. to be a part of that. You know how many people I said, boy, Ken, I really don't like to see what I see going on in my country. And but boy, I like getting into that politics. Yeah. That, that's, yeah. what, that's what we do. And my point, my yeah. point I'm trying to make is there is... It's, the, it's but, but, as a whole. If you speak the truth, but, if you're willing to speak out, there will be a price to pay. But how do we change that? How do we change the maturity? There's nothing wrong with holding people accountable. There's what, nothing wrong with that. I, 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 I expect to be held to account. But yeah. what I'm saying is, like, we, we, we do this thing where we want the baby as well as the person. Like, you, you want to, to, to eat them alive and take away everything they own. And, and it, we get so malicious with it. Listen, I oppose the Honorable Premier Alden McLaughlin, but I would never, ever one day want to see harm go to him or his family or the people that he loves. And until we start Absolutely. to look at the decisions we make and think about that, when we're making those decisions in our comments, we're going to continue the, the rat race. What was going to end up happening yeah. is I get in there, or they get in there, and then, boy, you didn't agree with me that, and we keep that venom there, and then, boom, next thing you know, me and Ozzy got a, a riff for 20 years, and I go and try to take out Ozzy children, he go and try to take out mine. We got to stop that. We're just hurting each other. It got like, to we stop. We all came on him. I, let me tell you, I, I'm sorry, Sandra. I, I don't disagree because, Sandra, you know that I believe the CMR is the game changer in this country. But we all have a responsibility in this. We, Every single one of us, to make him and better, we have to learn to love. Hold account, but love. And if we don't do that, the next four years is going to be the same thing. The four years after that is going to be the same thing. Ken, as leaders, we have to take responsibility because... I think when the quality of leadership, and I'm talking generally now, when the quality of leaders that we elect in Cayman deteriorates to the point where they are shallow-minded, mm -hmm. they are uh, in large parts, uh, don't have what it takes. Because they, they, you have to start with heart. Mm -hmm. If you don't have that, stay out of this business. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have a little bit of, of, of as Dr. Frank had told me when I was first getting in, you got to grow crocodile skin. Because if, you're, if you react to everything that somebody says, you'll be fighting all day long. True. Yeah. Uh, there are certain things we have to do as leaders. Yes. And here, here is the main thing to address what Ken is saying. Mm -hmm. We cannot get in there and represent only a handful of people and condemn the rest to slavery because they didn't support us. And yep. this is what we get too much too often in these islands. 
when I become elected, Jose represents, I don't care whether you voted for me, for Ken, for Sandra, for Arlene, for Kurt, for Moses, I don't care who you voted for. You could be in West Bay or up to East End, the tip. You come to me with an issue, I am going to do my best to represent you. I am going to call you back. I am going to fight for us as Caymanians. When we show that love as leaders, we will be better off. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, yes, let's go ahead and wrap up the show, folks. It's almost 11 o'clock. Um, <laughs> it was a two-hour show, but hey, we have that kind of flexibility here in CMR. And when the discussion is going good, someone just said the, more, the conversation this morning is good. Alice says, show hot like fire. I love it. And this is what happens when you get to the core issues, folks, and you start talking a lot of truth. Uh, Michael says you can't. The point is they want you to beg them for handouts, effectively rendering you helpless without them and or indirectly guiding you to vote for them. Chanel agreeing 100%. Iva says, Ozin, Kenneth, all I'm asking you both, that once you guys are back in, is to look about Caymanians to get them work uh, so that they don't have to be living off of NAU. Thank you so much, Iva. Um, Alice is 100% in agreement with Cece. Mary says, Cece, you're right. Those on the front line should have been rewarded for their dedicated efforts. Uh, it's one thing to praise others, but it's another thing to give a bucket of milk, then turn around and kick it down. Mm. When someone is awarded for whatever reason, they should do their utmost to uphold those standards. Um, comfortable and complacent, says Siobhan. Um, Anne says she's hoping that Elvis can take out Moses. Wouldn't that be a hot mess? Um, <laughs> uh, Siobhan reminds us not to forget about Barbara, who has been suffering from the ostrich syndrome, and we've not forgotten about her. And likewise, we have also not forgotten about um, the other woman in the house, because there's only three women in the house, Mrs. Juliana O'Connor Conley. None of them have spoken out um, about abuse or anything of the sort to even remotely allow us to think that, um, you know, they're against it. So Siobhan says, Kenneth Bryan, there is no defense for Tara's position in this matter. She had a responsibility to the people of the country, especially West Bay South, and she's a disappointment. So someone slightly disagreeing with Kenneth there. Um, Cece says she went bad from she made her minimum wage $6 per hour. Um, point taken, Kenneth Bryan, but you always do the right thing. So Siobhan's still giving you credit there, Kenneth. Um, CC saying, yes, Sandy, fire. Paulo says, let's not forget that Kenneth blocked the motion to remove McKeever not once, but twice. Does Kenneth support McKeever's reelection for West Bay West? I think Kenneth's response to that is the people will decide his fate. They now have an option that was on the program this morning. Uh, Lena says, speak it, Kenneth. Shared that the other day at Georgetown South MP page. When shared reference completion of getting dreams and dreams done in Windsor Park. Um, while I commended the MP because our brothers and sisters in Windsor Park very much needed help with this for a while, for many administrations and most recently the last four years, despite reaching out to all concerned about the flooding in Newlands, especially at the entrance of Keystone, I know MP Alva brought these issues to Newlands up in the latest public finance committee and the rest of the comment got cut off. Um, Marcia, love and respect for Kenneth, but there's no excuse for abuse in any form. I think Kenneth accepts that. Anna, shaking her head at the $6 an hour. Sue, Tara did nothing for the Caymanian people, just got her big fat paycheck. 
Siobhan says, quit making excuses for non-performing MPs. Silence in this instance is not golden. Kellyanne, thank you. Uh, says this election, we need a clean sweep. Sweep, almost, almost a clean, clean sweep. Um, CC said there is no but, Kenneth. She wrong. Uh, Marcy says exactly, Sandy. Sue says exactly, Sandy. Fire coming from CC. Rosa says stand up for what you believe. If not, your silence will speak for you. Amen. Yep. And I mean, Tara made mention of action speaking. Um, or the truth speaking for itself. Listen. Uh, Anne says, Tara made the sacrifice for being quiet. Now she gets used. We need to stop giving them so much power and feeling they're untouchable, says Cece. Uh, lots of comments came in. My gosh. Um, Siobhan says, this is politics, not a beauty pageant. And Tara is not Miss Congeniality. Lord have mercy. Oh, my God. Well, boy, they have. all. Uh, that requires a mic drop. Um, ho hopefully in the next week, the new computer will speed things up. <laughs> uh, Carolina Ferreira says, people in leadership positions are expected to lead. The toxic environment is not limited to those who seek office, but anyone who takes a stand against corruption and wrongdoing. But those in leadership positions are better placed to make an impact in changing that environment. Thank you, my dear. Um, Stacey says, one thing about Caymanians, we don't fear no one but God, and we're going to talk up whether um, they like it or not, and we can swing too. Well, Cece, um, that might be you and me. Well, I don't know about the swinging part, but, you know, swinging with my words. <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, my dear, there are a lot of people, a lot of Caymanians who are afraid to speak up, and I hear from them every single day. Uh, a lot of them are civil servants and they work for the government of this country. That's why during any show, I always um, have people messaging me on the show saying, wow, fantastic program, here's my contribution, because they don't even want to be seen watching CMR, because all of a sudden, somebody in government be like, well, why are you watching them? So people are genuinely afraid, and that's why I think that if you have a voice and you have um, the ability to stand up for people, if you choose to do it, because fair to Kenneth's point, you don't have to choose to do it, but I think once you enter into the world of politics, it's a given that that's part of your job. So if you make that choice, you then have to utilize your voice to help the collective cause to try to make this, um, you know, situation of attacking people simply based on the fact that they are vocal, that they speak out, or they have an opinion, something that has to go away. Um, Cece says they're not ready for that part of the conversation. Uh, Mitzi says, Kenneth, you're a good person, but when it comes to Mac, I don't see eye to eye with you. I think Kenneth accepts that. Might be the position. Um, Mary says, and Elvis is bold enough to run the entire Brack, and he is no fool. Uh-oh. Ozzy, looks like you were entering a stream twice there. Yes. Uh, I, uh, what happened earlier was my computer went off. It's just come back up. I think okay. that the conversation was too hot and there was an intervention. <laughs> well, listen, if they think things hot here today, wait till my road gets a little computer upgrade. Big, oh, shout, boy, out good night. <laughs> Big shout out to um, some donors who stepped up to the plate. Didn't even, I didn't even have to ask. I just got a phone call one day, said, Sandy, I want you to come and see me. And I jokingly said, 
do you have a donation for CMR? And the person said, yes, come and see me because I really support what you've been doing in terms of, especially during the election, you've been just keeping it straight and narrow with all of the candidates. Um, so I appreciate that um, small but mighty donation that really goes a long way. And um, I still have that ticket. Oh, shoot. I got to check the date of my ticket. I still have that ticket and money's owed on that. So I need to get to court and see about trying to pay that off. Uh, big thank you to all of the people who donated. Um, I know some said they wanted to donate, but you know what? They haven't been able to, and that's okay. We're going to pay from take from Peter to pay Paul. It, it better not be the CUC bill, the mortgage. That's all I can tell you. But we'll get it. We'll get it out. Those two have to get paid no matter what. Um, and talking about some sacrifices that her family has made because of being a political family, and I've heard some of those. Anne, um, yep. and we would love for people like yourself to come on the program and share it because that's the only way we will ever get past it. Kenneth is like, how are we going to get past this? Number one, we need to speak the truth because the lie and ignoring it and pretending it doesn't happen will get us nowhere. So speak the truth and shame the devils that put families and people in positions where they are being disenfranchised just because they have spoken the truth. That's why every time I share that story about my husband, I name the devil, AKA Kathy Williams, because everything I'm saying about the woman is true. That's how it went down. And his, his employer admitted to it so much so that initially he admitted to it when he fired him. Yes, Kathy said, you gotta go. And then when we asked for it in writing, he refused to put it in writing. And the labor department said, you have to put in writing why you're letting someone go. Then all of a sudden these back conversations, oh, well, you know, yes, I said that to you, but I can't put it in writing. And now it looks like you might lawyer up and da, 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 da. At the 11th hour at the tribunal hearing, the employer finally said, okay, we were wrong. We're going to pay. Wasted money on lawyer wasted time instead of just admitting that you know what we made a mistake but you know the saying in Cayman that we have that god don't like ugly and sometimes it comes back to you real quick not long after that kathy williams still canceled the contract anyway imagine that <laughs> you know i mean i tell you you cannot make this stuff up and i did not know until quite some time later that she'd actually canceled the contract which represented such a small portion of this man's business he sacrificed his best worker because this one walked into his office and said, you must do this. It's a sad day when we allow anybody in this community to fire someone for no just cause, nothing that they have done when they've had an exemplary record just because they're pulling a power play to send someone connected to them a message. Um, Anna sends you some love. Kenneth says you're a kind hearted person. You have God in your heart. Keep it up. She admires you. Every man speaks what is in his heart and you have a huge heart. Darlene says, Ozzy, well said. Uh, Walton is here for it. Says, great show. I learned a lot from the show this morning. Blessings, brother Walton. So glad that you did. Um, what is Andre's stance? Kathy, we're waiting Andre to come on the show and we will put it to him. Colin says, a very informative show this morning. All the best to both guests. Thank you so much, Colin. Uh, Lena says, despite Alva brought up um, in the pack M, nothing to date. Oh, this was a continuation of her previous message. It's evident or people starve if their representative is not part of the government. Um, Iva, thank you so much. She says she's going to be speaking up. I haven't got my park yet. <laughs> so uncommon, brother. Uh, yeah. Al says, your silence is their comfort. 
Whoa, that is a powerful right. statement. All right, folks, thank you guys so much. Um, I was loving her some Aussie this morning. Thank you guys so much for um, joining the program. Maureen says, when you speak the truth, you're out the door. That is the reality here um, in the Cayman Islands. A beautiful show. Um, as usual, you guys hung in there with us. We're going into um, a couple hours in overtime. But you know what? That's the flexibility, folks, that we have here at CMR. We're not tied to any corporate person that says uh, your show has to end at exactly 9.30 and not a minute over that. A little bit of flexibility. We exercised it this morning. And, um, you know, I will only ever end the show early if I've got an appointment, if I've got to go to court for something really, really important. So, Kenneth, thank you, um, as usual, for joining us on Truthful Tuesdays. Ozzy, thank you for now becoming part of the CMR family. Everyone is enjoying your appearance here. And we will be seeing you. Let me just check my calendar because let me tell you something. Ozzy, Ween Panton, and Heather Bodden are organized. Now, take a script out of their, a page out of their script book here, you candidates who are running for political office and have no sense of organization whatsoever. I have their entire schedule leading up to April the 13th, the day before election, okay? So Ozzy, today is the second. You, my friend, are back on March the 11th. You see how we can say that, folks? Because they have sent their schedule, okay? When you're organized, get yourself together. Um, Kenneth, we're yeah, going to be leaving the program today with your video once again. If I, if before you, before you play the video, I just want to say, Sandra, I love you. Ozzy, I love you. As Caymanians, we're in this together. Remember that. And to your listening audience, I love each and every one of you. And always remember, Cayman first. Aye, uh, aye. Always remember, CMR first. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. I can't leave without saying something, guys. <laughs> love you both, and uh, I love the guys who've been uh, online sticking with us for so long. Uh, Sa Sandy, you've blown my whole day's agenda. <laughs> Mine too. As Ken can talk, and I can watch him. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this has been a, uh, I guess, Ken, you and I are we're up against it because we've drawn the line in the sun against two heavyweights, and we may not, we may not, we may not win this election again. But, uh, you know, I didn't come out at the beginning of January, as I said earlier, to just kowtow and be a part of the establishment. I saw the need for changes, the need to do things differently. Uh, one of the things that's happening up here now, and, you know, the premier has gone out his way, as I said earlier, to prop up the incumbent in modern town. He's come here on a number of occasions. I'm sure he'll come on his platform this week when, his, when he launches. Uh, but that doesn't scare me because the premier doesn't have the power that he would like to think in modern town east. Mm -hmm. uh, so the, the, the fact is that what I'm seeing up here, though, and this is very concerning, we heard about the roof, but I'm telling you guys, they got a piece NRA equipment from Frank Sound down through uh, Peace Bay right now. And where was this work all along for the past? Give them the COVID year off. There was two other years in there, folks. Two other years at least, right? Or And now into the, what is the last uh, of it? Why wasn't anything done in BT East? And those, the, suddenly the public beach is, is the project is underway again. Uh, the roads, uh, I don't think the people can eat the asphalt that are starving. And I don't know why they think that people can't see through this. 
the first two years was just parties and hangouts and 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 little you know little thing here and there scraps from the table but suddenly here in bt east it's all happening i think uh ken you said you didn't get your park i from what i see there's at least two in bt east that's been put in recent little boy so that's why you didn't get one so you see this is the games that's being played folks it's manipulation at the highest level from the highest level and it's unfortunate but we have to put a stop to it and I know I'm going to get my licks and they're going to come after me, but bring it on, folks. The support that I've been mustering, I think, will weather the storm. So bring it on. Mm -hmm. All right, folks, we're ready. Everybody's saying the show hot today. Ms. Valdine, Ms. Iva, Cece, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Anna came on first. Yes, Michael, CMR first too. Um, Cece says, Arden for Speaker of the House. Um, Ozzy, do not say, think or dream that you're not going to be elected. You must be elected. Um, Cece, Alric Lindsay for finance. She's already making some predictions. Um, we never know how to pronounce this name because it's an Arabic, but it says always when election is over, they want to come out of the woodwork, come out and do the work. Um, all right. We help you swing, Mr. Ozzy. <laughs> On that note, let's swing right into, um, Kenneth's launch song. It's been a hit on our social media platforms. Let me check the latest numbers. It had over 5,000 views this morning, some 18 hours after launching. Let me tell you guys what the latest numbers say. It's probably a little bit closer to 6,000. And a lot of people love it. A lot of people um, love the symbolism involved um, in it. The C1 was just epic. Um, Kenneth, I know that you scripted and wrote the whole thing yourself. And then you had a little help with somebody videoing you but beautiful job. Um, well done. People love the parade that you had yesterday as well. You know, you're, you're young, Kenneth, you. and you're youthful, and you're moving and shaking things up in the world of politics, and that's what we love. So congratulations to you. Thank uh, you. All right. My song is on the way, okay? Being, being, being done by none other, none other than the, the famous Quincy Brown, okay? Okay. Come on, and I'm having my, my meetings start this week. The first one is in our French one on Thursday. Second one is next week, Midland, and the that's launch. This, that's the this Thursday. Is that this Thursday? Make sure you premiere it on CMR. a meeting in Frenchman in Frank Sound. Uh, next Thursday is a another small area meeting in Midland. Just a little momentum because those are the areas I covered first. So just mm -hmm. to bring those people back, you know, on stream because we're, we're in Lookout Gardens right now. So we, we our actual launch is gonna be at the corner of Bernice Borden and Anton Borden Drive. Uh, and that's where, that's our launch site. Uh, I didn't do that deliberately despite the incumbent, but he happens to live across the way, but it's actually just a good location. So we hope that we're gonna have a huge crowd out there next Saturday night. Mm -hmm. Very good, very good. So folks, I'm just pulling up some numbers. Boy, my poor little computer struggling, but we soon have that sorted out. Kenneth got over 6.4 thousand views already in 21 hours. So wow. yes, my dear wow. child, you can definitely hit that $10,000 10,000 <laughs> view mark without a doubt. So let us rock out to again, Cayman first, CMR first. You guys have an absolutely beautiful day and we'll see you tomorrow. Cayman first.
Salema, Ikayalami, Ilondolose, Uhambenami, Zumangishilana, Jerusalem, Ikayalami, Ilondolose, and welcome back to the show. It's now official, incumbent MP Kenneth Bryan has declared for the constituency of Georgetown Central. Every time you see this symbol, I want you to remember, Cayman first.
Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Cold Hard Truth. Make sure to check Facebook for showtimes and more information and the latest news at caymanmarlroad.com. Subscribe to our IG and Facebook pages to get the latest happenings. 